Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Southern Sports Central. My name is Brandon Bisping, holding down the fort for Richie for the time being. He'll be on a little later on. Eugene Ben coming on in just a little bit as well. And we've got a great list of guests for you this evening at 7.30 p.m. Springback Valley quarterback, part of the Elite 11, DQ Smith, coming on. And then at 8, the 2022 offensive lineman from South Florence, Wade Dickens. He'll come on at 8, and then at 8.25, Eric Cooper, the linebacker from South Florence, he's also coming on, doing a lot of stuff down at, at South Florence. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on there, lots of things going on in the PD, and a lot of great action for you out there in Region 64 a and, and speaking of Region 64A, some big news breaking Earlier this week, just a few days ago, um, North Myrtle Beach, as we know, Joe Quigley retiring as the AD of the Chiefs, and North Myrtle Beach has announced their new uh, their new uh, their new athletic director. That will be one Tony Hellebron. He's coming over from Darlington, where he was the head basketball coach over at Darlington. So congratulations to him. I'll actually have him on next week or, or later on this week on Friday on my show, Sports Unlimited, right here on Southern Sports Central every Friday morning from 7 to 10. I'll have him on along with a few other guests. That will be a great show as well, so be sure to tune in to that. But this Tonight, we've got a bunch of uh, great guests, like I mentioned. Took a little tour of South Florence's new weight room, weight and conditioning facility. They've got a great, great facility over there. New field, new stadium, new weight con- weight and conditioning field facility over there. And, yeah, South Florence is definitely on the rise. All of the Florence teams, all of the Region 6-4A Florence schools in Florence in region or in Florence district one, uh, definitely getting a boost this year. All three of them, Wilson, South Florence and West Florence, all getting new, uh, stadiums, 
new turf fields, new everything pretty much. And those programs are, are definitely looking to be on the rise uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, and and that's going to be great. That That's going to be good for them. Obviously, Region 6, I've mentioned it before on my show. It's been mentioned all around that Region 6 4A is probably, I would say, is the best region in the state of South Carolina for every sport. You know, look at football this year, North Merrill Beach making it to the state championship. Basketball, not so much on the boys' side, although, you know, both North Merrill and Myrtle Beach uh, played well this season and and made some marks. Uh, and Hartsville, obviously, with Cesar Edwards, made all the way to the lower state championship game before losing to Hilton head. But you know, it's still a strong, a strong region. Uh, and, and then obviously uh, in girls basketball, North Merrill beach, making it to the state championship game. Uh, and then in baseball this year, North Merrill beach, one of the best teams in the state, Hartsville, one of the better teams in the state. Myrtle Beach is a good team. Uh, the Florence teams, you know, between the two Florence teams throwing three no-hitters in a matter of only a couple of days, that's very impressive. So anywhere you look, Region 6 4A is towards the top of the state. And that's something that, you know, that's something that the South Florence players are, are very aware of. Uh, something that uh, North Myrtle Beach and and now uh Tony Hellebron not only from you know coming from Darlington he knows it very well on that level but also going to North Merrill Beach uh he he also knows that very well as well uh so it it it's kind of interesting to see how how that works uh and it's going to be fun to talk to those guys later on tonight but First, before we move on, as uh, we'll have Eugene coming on in just a little bit and running things from there, uh, you know, before we we get into some local talk, first off, while I'm on the subject of uh, Region 6 4A and and my my, uh, region that I cover for football, Region 6 5A, uh, Myrtle Beach, the Seahawks announced their schedule, uh, officially released their schedule for the 2021 season uh, earlier this week. And there is a big, big matchup on the Grand Strand to start off the season for both them and their opponent, which is Carolina Forest. Mickey Wilson already announced that that game was going to happen as one of their non-region games to start off the season. Uh, but then, uh, but then we we obviously didn't know, or excuse me, Mickey Wilson already announced that that was going to be one of the non-region games earlier on uh, on this show a few weeks ago, but we did not know when that game was going to be. And now we do. And that's, that's going to be a big, big matchup. Both teams, 
both teams very good, but also both teams kind of trying to get to that next level because Myrtle Beach lost to North Myrtle in the lower state championship game. They want to avenge that loss and get back to the state championship game like they were a couple of years ago. Carolina Forest is still trying to uh, is still trying to exercise the demon that is Dutch Fork. I mean, to be fair, everyone in 5A is. Everyone's trying to take down Dutch Fork, who is now six straight. Ever since 5A has existed, they've won the state championship. So, you know, whoever takes down Dutch Fork, whoever's the first one to take them down in the state championship or in the state playoffs, it's it's going to be a huge story. And Carolina Ford came close last year. They came very close. They were playing very well. They scored the most points out of anyone against Dutch Fork last year. But they just could not quite beat the dominance of Dutch Fork's, uh, you know, Dutch Fork's defense. And, well, no, not Dutch Fork's defense, Dutch Fork's offense, rather. So, you know, that's that's going to be a great game. Carolina Forest, Myrtle Beach, two powerhouse programs in the state and here on the Grand Strand. That's going to be a fun game to watch, fun game to call. I'm definitely looking forward to it, and I think everyone else in the area is as well. I could, I, I would dare say, I, I would put money on that being the game of the week here in the Myrtle Beach area, uh, in for week one. Because I don't see where you would get a bigger matchup especially considering it's two Grand Strand teams. But we'll see. That's going to be an interesting thing to, to keep an eye on. Uh, but, yeah, lot, lots of great things to talk about moving forward. Uh, we got baseball season starting right now. And on the college end, and I'll, I'll talk about this a lot more on my show on Friday, but the fact that uh the the fact that there were so many upsets this week in the NCAA tournament this weekend was an absolute shock to me if you listened to my show on friday you heard me say that personally because of the way it was because of the way it was built up because of the fact that there are limited fans, I figured there is no way, there is no chance that this game is that this game is going to be, uh, or that this tournament is going to be as upset heavy as it has been in the past. I thought there there's no way. And of course, I get proven wrong tenfold. Uh I I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that it happened, but you know, it is what it is. We got Eugene on. Eugene, how's it going, man? Oh, pretty good, man. Um just uh catching into that, I was I, I can totally agree with you. I was uh 
you know, I, I always like the upsets, and I think I fall into yeah. that crowd with the underdog. I mean, my team lost to an upset in, in the Florida Gators. They did oh, lose yeah. to a team who just, who just had upset Ohio State. So it wasn't like they were, you know, blindsided going in. Now, th- you know, this Gator team wasn't as great as some of the ones have been in the past. You know, and there's been some calls for the head coach down in Gainesville that, you know, some fan base that's kind of, uh, I think they have unrealistic expectations thinking that Florida basketball is up there with Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and Kentucky and, and Ohio State, some of his other schools. You know, they need a but, few more yeah. big runs in order to get to that level. Right. And they take more. Now, they did have the, the national final runner-up, and I think it was 2000. They won back-to-back in 2008, 2009. And they've had some good runs. But, you know, if, if you look at the, just historically, man, you know, they also have some gaps in between there. And, and the Dukes and the North Carolinas, they don't have – those big long gaps between Final Fours and Kentucky. It may be a national title, but they just don't have those long gaps between Final Fours. So I think, you know, our fan base at Florida is just, a, I think they have unrealistic unreal, expectations. But that being said, they just saw this team beat Ohio State. So they weren't blindsided thinking that they couldn't, you know, couldn't lose to this team. They had the lead with like four minutes to go and went too conservative instead of. You know, uh, I guess back to the old spur ball where you just put your foot on the other team's throat and not let them get up. I, I you know, I, I, every year, remember in Florida Gulf Coast a couple of years ago made that run? I mean, and then, of course, you know, you got Loyola and Chicago and the sister, you know, cheering them on, and they made a great run. You know, but this year, I, the two biggest things that shot me are, are that, you know, yes, the upset because I figured they would be strapped because of financial concerns and things like that. But then also, too, the Pac-12, 25% of the Sweet 16, four teams are from the Pac-12. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting to me because, you know, you see it from the ACC. You've certainly seen it in the SEC. You've seen it, you know, in the Big Ten. But the Pac-12, you know, I mean, the, the, even the – I would – if you think about it from a fan's perspective, and maybe that's a fan's perspective here in the Southeast, you know, you don't think of them as a big-time basketball conference. I mean, honestly, they really haven't been big time in many things lately. But to see them with four teams in the Final Four, I mean, in Sweet 16, that's pretty amazing uh, considering, you know, uh, the ACC has two with Florida State and Syracuse. The SEC, you know, has, uh, what, Alabama and I believe Arkansas. And, you know, the Big Ten has Michigan. I believe that's it for the Big Ten, right? Um, and so that, that to me is probably one of the bigger shockers, a, you know, the upsets and B, you know, the PAC 12 having 25% of the teams of the sweet 16 in there. Well, I tell you, um, we are going to, let's see, it is six sixteen, So let's take a quick break and, uh, we're going to keep rolling on. Don't forget at six 30, we're uh, headed to the gym. We're headed to the weight room. If you haven't seen our, the pictures, of the weight room out there at uh, Southern, South Florence. I keep wanting to call it Southern Florence. South Florence, uh, the Bruins' new weight room. We posted those on our Twitter page. Uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, they're, uh, they're doing some big things. They're going to be pushing some weight. Now we have a, an invite not only to see it virtually, which we've done, but to come in and actually see those athletes at work. Uh, so we're definitely going to take those guys up on that offer, and uh, we're going to get up there and, ch- and check out that new facility. I want to see the new field as well. It looks amazing that turf they did a great job 
But uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Uh, we'll finish up the, the start of the show here up until 6.30. At 6.30, we'll have Coach Armstrong from South Lawrence join us to talk about these new weight rooms. Maybe we'll talk about the different sports and training type, you know, the, how he switches it up between the athletes, and maybe a little nutrition and well-being. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. And now, back to Southern Sports Central. Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at back live it's uh eugene rich will be joining us in just a few minutes uh so we are we were just talking about some uh, college basketball and i was trying to pull up the bracket well i apologize for a little bit we are trying to get a, a station reset we had some scheduling things going on today we've been around and about we're trying to get around to all these programs we wanted to take some pictures we wanted to get some things set up for tonight as well as some uh other big time uh coaches coming in and oh by the way we're doing the safety protocol since we're going to be on these campuses and around kids for these uh, upcoming camps. I got the old needle in the arm today. 
got that first round of the Pfizer vaccine. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to stay with you guys. I hear that uh, there, it'll be a little bit painful later. I tell you, it wasn't bad, though. It was not bad. If you're someone like me who is absolutely mortified of needles, uh, I didn't even know the shot was in there. I looked at the lady, and she was kind of packing the things up, and I said, are we done? And she said, we are done. And I was actually – I was I was surprised. I had no doubt um, – Again, I, I don't do needles. I'm terrified if I could get over this fear, I would happily donate my O-positive blood. I know people could like, would like it. Maybe that will be my motivation to kind of get over this fear. But um, So, yeah, I did get the first shot today, get the follow-up in three weeks, and I should be good to go because, again, we want to be around all these athletes. We want to go to college camps. We want to go to these showcases and things, and we want to do it the right way. So, And i and I got to be honest with you, I'm uh, – I don't like wearing the mask. I feel like I can't breathe. I do have a beard, and it starts to bother me and itch at me. And I know that's a, a, a soft problem to have, and I'm not trying to complain too much about it. But I do want to have that finish-up vaccine. I am taking a trip with some guys, some athletes out to uh, – or an athlete out to Las Vegas at the end of May, you know, and hopefully we'll be on some college campuses in, in June. So, anyway, did get did get that done today. And so I'm really excited about that, um, having that done, having that magic card in hand saying that, oh, by the way, I got the vaccine. Uh, so, oof, it's been a, it's, it's been a, it's been a day. <laughs> we did get some things accomplished, though, and uh, we're looking forward to a positive show. So uh, definitely looking forward, especially for the 630 guest. Um, like I said, Coach Armstrong is going to come in here at uh, – at 7.30, we got D.Q. Smith, quarterback, elite 11 quarterback from Spring Valley High School, the Vikings. Uh, 8 o'clock, we got Quay Dickens. He's a big 6'4", 260 offensive lineman from South Florence. He's a 2022. Uh, and then also we're going to follow up uh, and close the show tonight with a big-time middle linebacker there from South Florence as well, Eric Cooper at 8.25. So it is a it is an action-packed show. Again, we'll have the boss in here with us uh Shortly, you know, it's that we're trying to do a lot of things, but we also have to have uh, the lights turned on here at the studio and, and whatnot. So we have these uh, other things called a paying job. We have to get those paychecks on uh, on Friday. So I tell you, it's it's interesting thing. But you know, when we look at the basketball again, I want to go back for the upcoming games. Talk about the Sweet Sixteen. You know, I, the Creighton and Ohio game. You know, five C. You know, they beat Ohio seventy-two to fifty-eight. I, I thought that – I really didn't know a lot about them, but, you know, I think they're getting the biggest test. Uh, to me, the best two teams that are left, in my opinion, in the tournament are Gonzaga and Michigan. Um, you know, and uh, if I look at those two teams, they would meet in the Final Four and not in the national title game. So if I were to pick now who I would think would be in the national title game, I, I really like Arkansas. Um, and, you know, it, it's tough over there. So you go with Baylor. I know they're talented. Uh, I, we'll see. I'm going to say I think the other one of the representatives in that, that is going to be Baylor and Villanova, as well as the Arkansas team. Uh, they're going to be there as well. So I think my final four right now, I would say Gonzaga. I'm going to go out on limb and say Arkansas. Then I'm going to go – this is going to be tough. I would like to say Houston. 
And then, of course, I would in the bottom one, Michigan, Alabama. I know. I've seen I've seen Michigan play and, and blow the doors off some very talented teams. I've also seen them lose. Um, I, I you know I'm I'm kind of like in Alabama. Alabama scoring. Alabama's doing. Uh, they kind of have the guard play, which is what you really need, and you really need some big bodies uh, that can play and not get in foul trouble. You got to have those shooters. But I think you know in the tournament it comes down to you know can you stay out of foul trouble and do you have good guard play? And I think that that suits Alabama's style well. Uh, you know, if they can get up in that game with uh, Michigan and get those guys in Michigan in foul trouble, much like Ohio State did last time they played, I, I think Alabama can do it. Um, and they're my surprise team for the Final Four. Now, they're a two-seed. I don't know if it would be a surprise, but I think it's the name Alabama in basketball would probably be a surprise to some. So that's kind of going to be my, my Final Four there, um, you know, going forward. So, uh, what do you think? I think Brandon's still with us, man. What do you What do you have for your final four? I think Brandon is punching buttons right now, so uh, I'll uh, I'll catch him with him in just a little bit. But um, as of right now, let's see. We're going to load up these pictures again. We're we're punching the buttons and getting these things in here. You know, if we go, uh, I tell you, I'm looking at these racks. And if you want to look at the pictures, we have them out on Southern Sports Central, you know, uh, of the uh, weight room here. they got that indoor turf as well. You know, it, it's such a great facility. I've seen, you know, other weight rooms, some of the old ones. We've seen, you know, what they have at Dorman. But, you know, as I'm looking at the picture, you know, it's got a picture of Coach Armstrong, and he's reaching out right and left, and he's holding on to these racks. they got the bears in the floor. You know, I'm kind of curious as to what some of these things do. You know, I see the, how they slide up and down. It looks like they have the hanging bars over them. I'm not really sure what apparatus this is or if it's just a space in between, uh, kind of behind Coach Armstrong if you're looking at the photo. So we're curious about that. I'm looking in the back. you uh, got these blue-looking metal apparatuses up against the wall. It looks like some type of extension there. So I'm kind of curious, again, about all this stuff. You know, I want to see what's going on and uh, the type of uh, – you know, what do we do with these things? You know, how, how do we convert these uh, nice weight room, these machines and these racks into better athletes? So uh, what I what I need to do next is I'm going to let uh, Brandon, we're going to switch over the station because he kind of has us logged in here. Um, so I'm going to see if we can't switch him over. Uh, Richie is supposed to be in here in just a few minutes. I think Richie says it's going to be about 645. Uh, so what we'll do, Brandon, is I'm going to load up. Uh, we're going to get some uh, college football theme going on so we can get ready for this weight room. Again, we have Coach Armstrong coming in here. He'll be in here at 630. So with that, we're going to go ahead and do the, the 630 switch. We'll have some college football music for you. Right after that, in about 1 minute and 40 seconds, we'll have Coach Armstrong. Stay tuned.
All right, at 630, uh, we are waiting on uh, Coach Mar- uh, Excuse me, Coach Armstrong to arrive. Uh, he should be calling in in just a second. We'll get him in here because uh, I have a lot of questions. You know, if you want to ask some questions of a premier strength coach, be- feel free to call in the number, 1-323-749681. You know, if we want to take some callers, you, you know, we are. Uh, unfortunately, if you're listening the other night, we had a caller call in right before we hung up on the show. We ended up hanging up on the caller. It is a family type show, guys. So, you know, we want to keep it keep it PG. Uh, I don't know this one. Really, individual called in from Orlando. We don't want to give him too much attention. Uh, you know, right? Richie said before we signed off, we're just gonna pray for that dude. But uh, like I said, we're just waiting on the coach to call in here. So, if you got any questions about some strength training, uh, where they got the equipment, the type of equipment, you know, we're gonna discuss all that. But if there's anything, maybe you feel like, hey, you know, that guy over there asking questions didn't do a, a good job. You know, feel free to join us. But uh, live right now, it looks like we got him in. So we're going to go ahead and slip the lines over and welcome him in. Oh, I think his call just dropped. Uh, we'll have him. Hopefully, he'll call right back. Uh, Coach, uh, call right back, man. We're about to put you right through the studio. We had you in the green room. For people that call in, just know that you can hear the show. Uh, what it does when you call into the system, it puts you in the green room. You know, we have to hit these buttons. But it looks like we got them back. So we're going to go ahead and uh, pull Coach in right now. Uh, Coach, are you with us? Hello? Hey, Coach, you with us? Hello? Coach, you with us? Hello? Coach? Well, it looks like the call was dropped again, so give us one more second. We'll hopefully get them right back in here. I'm not sure what's going on. That's what we had this. Uh, we had a, a small, it's funny, we can get 40 callers a day, and then one time when we want to get a coach in, it, somehow the system uh, acts a little squirrely. But uh, we'll definitely uh, try to get them right back in here. Uh, let's see if we got them. Coach, you with us? Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, sorry about that. I tell you, it's, it's so funny. The other night we had about 30 guests on, it seemed like, and then uh, when Coach Sayer called in from Malden, it just acted a little funky for us there at the uh, switchboard. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're glad to have you, man. I tell you, ever since I put out those pictures you sent me, you know, the virtual tour, you know, I've seen a lot of coaches, especially uh, next door in Williamsburg County. Coach Smitty was looking at those, and it's like, hey, you know, because they just merged the two schools, or they are merging the two schools. They're Williamsburg County, and they're going to move up to a 3A, I think, in the next year. Coach Smitty was like, you know, hey, you know, reaching out, kind of hitting, hinting at his board. You know, we need what these guys have. And I told him, I said, look, man, the story, the backstory on that is all three schools used to share a facility with the with the football games. It was old, you know, and the and the county tried to pass this bond referendum. It didn't pass in the voting the voters, but what Florence District One, I believe it is, uh, what they decided to yep. do with some lease options and things like that. And every all three schools of the big schools there got new fields, man. And that field, oh my gosh, I can't wait to come see your field, but. What we're here to talk about today is, you know, we got that picture of a very happy you, you know, standing in between some, <laughs> some brand new racks, some very new racks, man. So, again, I tell you what, let's just start with this. Before we get into the equipment, introduce the listeners to who you are, you know, where you came from, how you got started, and uh, kind of, you know, what built you into the guy you are. Okay, no problem. Yeah, uh, so my name is Sean Armstrong. Um 
Coach Marlowe, who was on last week, uh, he and I played high school ball together in Sumter at Sumter High, and uh, so that's basically where I'm from. Um, after that, went to play college ball at PC for four years under the Harold Nichols. Um, and then I started my coaching career up in North Carolina in Guilford County uh, under a really good head coach named Eric Rainey up at Southwest Guilford High School. I was up there for a few years, and then my wife and I moved back down to South Carolina, and we landed in the Columbia area. Um, we stayed there for five years, and I was at a few different schools there, uh, airport. Um, I made the commute over to Camden. Had some good connections over there with some guys. And then uh, the last year in Columbia, I was at AC Florida under Dustin Curtis, uh, right before they won state this past year. So I always joke with him a good bit about, uh, you know, he needs to send me my ring and everything like that. But uh, so whenever um, – Whenever Drew got the uh, got the job at South Florence last December, um, we had been kind of talking, you know, on and off about, uh, you know, possibly coming over and, and helping out with the strength program and leading it and everything. And, you know, the stars just aligned, and here, here we are today. So we, we moved over to Florence in, in uh, September of last year, and we're loving every minute of it so far. Well, what position did you play in high school and college? Uh, I was a fullback. Um, so okay, I was, so I was you know, <laughs> a running back, a linebacker, based on your build, man. And I tell you, you know, to hear your resume, I certainly didn't think you were old enough to have played and coached at all those places. But uh, you know, some of the coaches you mentioned, you know, we've had uh, Airport on recently. I was actually at Airport High School a couple of week, weeks ago. You know, and okay. Dustin has been yeah. on the Dustin's been on the show with us a couple times. We love Dustin. You know, they did a great job. Yeah. And then, of course, you mentioned the, the Iron Dogs at Camden, man. I tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, the, the culture of the Iron Dogs is something else. Um, I was at, Ocean, yep. I'm, you know, at Oceanside, and we were actually looking forward to playing those guys to see who had the privilege of going to the lower state championship. That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and Oceanside had to dip out of that. But, um, you know, yep. we, we love my wife kids, and I, man. We actually, um, my, my wife and I actually uh, booked a place down there to uh, to go watch that game and stay the weekend and whatnot. And then you know COVID hit and whatnot, and we just we still went down there and had a good time. But yeah, we were uh, we were well, looking forward to that one. That was a, that was a dog fight right there. Yeah, I don't know uh, what your schedule is. I got to look at the schedule for South Florence. Not sure if you'll have a bye week, but Camden is going to make that trip. They are coming down to the Citadel and play Oceanside in the regular season. Oh, uh, I think that'd it's be awesome. Three or four. Yeah, so they're going to get that matchup. Good deal. Um, Unfortunately, you know, I was looking forward to the game because there was a kid on that staff that you, I'm sure you know well, uh, that I kind of took under my wing uh, during the season. I was helping him with some social media stuff, had him on the show, and that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the, the lane train, man, Willis. And, um, oh, yeah, before, Willis Lane. <laughs> during the Senior Bowl, we got to catch up with him. We got to meet Bracey. We got to meet Jafari. I mean, that backfield yep. was just – uh, I, I tell you, and their workhorses, and, and that was, I just got, there's so many things about Willis that I just love about the kid, you know, and the biggest thing, I'm so glad he has the opportunity to go and play at the next level, you know, he had all the talent, but exactly. he, you know, he talked to me, he said, look, man, you know, part of it was, you know, I had to, I wish I could go back, because I wish I could do some things a little bit better in the classroom in the earlier years, that's uh, right. but you know, that's he's, right. he's got that young sibling, and you know, and I think that's the biggest thing for him now, is to show to his younger brother that he you can do this, and you know he almost came across as a uh, almost like a father figure towards his younger brother, with you know he's That's gonna right, do this yeah. and he's gonna do that, and I'm gonna make sure that he's a little bit better than me. And uh, I just got to That's love right. that young man, man. I think the world of Willis, but uh, you know, and again, 
you're over there with Dustin, and, and those guys turn into a state championship. You know, mm-hmm. Air Force yep. done really well. You, you had uh, mm-hmm. your Iron Dogs. They were in the state championship this year. So it sounds like, right. you know, right. the programs that you set and, and the standards you set in the weight room certainly have led to success. I like to believe that. And, uh, you know, just joking around right here, Coach Marlowe, um, whenever, you know, Camden and, and AC4 went to state, you know, this past year, uh, the next morning walking into the school building, Coach Marlowe said, Sean, I'm, I'm going to need you to leave. I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, every time every time you leave a school, they end up going to the state championship next year. <laughs> You're that guy. I said, Drew, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, buddy. <laughs> well, then again, you know, you, you could look at it, too, as a positive, man. Maybe you're like that uh, strength guy at Alabama, man. Or, you know, because every year oh, yeah. it seems like someone tries, to, someone tries to hire the strength coach. And now I think uh, as of, uh, I think two years ago, he became the highest paid strength coach in the nation uh, for probably good reason. Yeah. But because Alabama, you know, Al, you know, Saban knew everybody wanted that guy. Just because, you know, yeah, it's such yeah, a culture right. in the weight room. Uh, and what they put out, you know, they, they don't seem to have as many injuries as some other schools. Uh, so we're going to get into mm-hmm. that. But I tell you what, before we get into some of the training, because I want to discuss not only just the football team, uh, but the other sports as well. So let's go ahead and yep. jump into the weight room itself, man. That's a, it's a Taj Mahal. I've seen the, some of the facilities in the upstate. You know, everybody knows that Spartanburg has a great one. Dylan, um, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, Dorman has a great one, and they've just added yep. on some more yep. stuff. So uh, talk to us a little bit about yours, you know, kind of the equipment. Were you part of uh, kind of telling, the, telling you know, uh, Coach Marlowe what you wanted, that kind of thing? Uh, you know, tell us about this weight room, how it got together, some of the equipment you have. For sure, for sure. Well, first off, you know, like you said, the Upstate, they, they got – they 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 do it right. And uh, I feel like we're just all trying to play catch-up with them. Um but luckily, you know, Dr. O'Malley and Florence won. They, they got this thing passed, and we all got new renovated weight rooms. So we were very blessed and very fortunate. Um, but whenever uh, whenever Drew asked me to come on the staff, uh, one of the first things he, he tasked me with was basically building a weight room. And um, so that was one thing I was working on for a while. We actually worked on it together, myself, Coach Marlowe, and Coach Slaughter, you know, because this is the first time that we've actually designed a weight room to our liking. And um, I tell you what, everything we asked for, we got. And uh, that's Whenever we were texting the other day talking about, you know, we are very fortunate and we definitely are very fortunate because, uh, you know, if we wanted something, we got it. And um, so just, just going, you know, from, from the bottom up, um, you know, the old weight room, it, it used to be a, like a welding shop. It used to be like an ROTC room type thing from one point in time. Um, but basically we, we renovated the entire space. Um, we ripped up the flooring, took out all the old racks, and uh, we had some uh, – uh, a, a company come in from, I believe, Georgia. Maybe it was in North Carolina or Georgia, and they put brand-new flooring down, um, got artificial turf, got a 20-yard 20, 20 strip of artificial turf, um, and then Dynamic Fitness and Strength, um, who are sourced at an advantage, uh, they came in and put all of our racks in and all of our bumper weights and whatnot. So we basically have a, we have four single power racks against the, uh, the brick wall with the garage door, the roll-up garage door. And then we have four double power racks right across from them. So a total of 12 power racks. Um, so, you know, if we wanted to, once these COVID restrictions are are, uh, are lifted, you know, we can have a group going on the inside, a group going on the outside. So technically you can have 24, you know, 24 groups lifting at a time, you know, three guys per group and seven two kids in the weight room. You know, some people may think that that be that will be hectic and chaotic and whatnot, but that's, 
that's where we strive, getting kids in there and, you know, have competition between them and whatnot. And uh, so we, we, we definitely hope that, uh, you know, maybe this summer some of them restrictions will be uh, will be lifted a little bit. We can get more guys in there because last summer was brutal, um, you know, with COVID restrictions. And then on top of that, not even having a, a accessible weight room. So we were um, – we we got pretty good at body weight squats and uh, push ups and sit ups and all kinds of other stuff. So <laughs> we're definitely looking forward now, to this summer. When you talk about twenty four groups, is that basically someone lifting someone squatting? So that's forty eight. Let's just say we'll we'll stick with the guys. So that's forty eight dudes in there working out at one time. Yeah, or is that so more? We had groups of two. It'll be forty eight. Uh, we usually roll with groups of three or groups of four. So uh, you know, if one guy's squatting, of course we got a spotter behind him, and then we got a third guy doing a, an auxiliary lift to kind of counter that squat. Um, or like bench press, you know, one guy's benching, one guy's spotting, and one guy's doing some kind of row to kind of counter that press. Um, so with every kind of push, we let do a pull. Um, but, you know, usually we we usually work with groups of three or four. So, of course, you know, that number will go up from 48 to, to whatever it may be, up to 72 if we're, if we're really rolling with it. Yeah, man, and I hope, I, you know, you being part of the school, maybe you uh, got, were able to get in line and get that uh, needle in the arm. Actually, you just got mine about two hours ago. I got my first round. Okay, because, awesome. You know, which, with, you know, like what you were talking about when we coming up there and seeing the weights, you know, Rich and I talked about it, and uh, so we, we, we pulled some strings, and, you know, because also we are on campuses. We are in the schools. You know, we are around yeah, a lot of yeah. athletes. We're going to all these camps, you know, coming up, these showcases as well you know, and hopefully some college camps in June. And we want to get back on the campus, man. We want to come see it with you. Like you mentioned, you know, we want to see the kids in there pushing the weights and get to know the kids as well and, you know, maybe put out some things of them lifting and kind of help their recruiting profiles and show that they put in the work. So, you know, that was kind of the approach we took at it. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, I heard, and I tell you, I don't know if you've gotten it, but uh, I am definitely afraid of needles. And, <laughs> I got that. I got that little bit of cold sweat come over me when I sat down in the chair, and the lady was talking to me. I looked away, and then all of a sudden she's packing up, and I said, "Are we done?" I honestly did that not is. feel it. <laughs> I had the Pfizer when I honestly had no feeling whatsoever. I didn't even know the needle was in there, but uh, I did hear that I'll be a little sore tonight in that arm. So uh, no lifting for me tonight. Yep. Uh, yep. I do. I do have That's a little right. home yep. gym. My son works out a lot. We have a, a home gym here. Uh, we converted an extra bedroom into some uh, – we have a full body bag in there for a punching bag. We have the pull-up bars. We have a full weight bag, okay. a bunch of dumbbells. So, yeah, man, we try to get it. My son, he doesn't play any more sports right now. He's focused on academics, but he does like to yeah. lift, and he lifts about three hours a day every day. Well, so, good uh, deal, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, we, uh, uh, yeah. we now, had the opportunity to get here, the uh, the first shot the other, the other week, and, and I definitely – took advantage of it and um like you said you know there was a little bit of soreness you know the next day and whatnot but nothing nothing you can't tolerate and uh actually next week you know florence won they're doing an e-learning day um next thursday to allow teachers to go get the second shot um so i think yeah. that's that's great that florence one is doing that as a whole um because you definitely want to give teachers the opportunity to get it and uh like you said right. whatever it takes to get these kids back in the school building to get back seeing us coaches and teachers I'll do whatever it takes. You have those photos pulled up in front of you, but there's the picture of you standing between the racks. There's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about that. So I'm noticing the big sure. racks. Obviously, you got you got the four benches there. You know, so those I see are you, you kind of the squat racks and, and your bench press and things like that. Behind you, up against mm-hmm. that brick wall, are some blue apparatuses. What are those? Um, so I believe 
you might be talking about the um, the dip bar attachments. Are they? I don't have the picture pulled yes. up, but yeah, are okay. they leaning so on the ground against are. the wall? Okay. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. So those that are our 12 dip bar attachments. Okay. Sweet. Now you got the uh, the silver chains hanging. Is that uh, for decoration, or what do you do with those silver chains? Oh no, baby, no sir, nope. Whenever we uh, whenever we do like a like a speed bench or a speed squat, anything like that, on our last set, I'll tell the kids, you know, maybe drop 10 or 15 pounds, throw the chains on there, uh, let gravity work, and still try to you know be forceful on the way up. So we uh, we definitely like to like to hear the chains clanging, and uh, the kids love it too. So we definitely use them. They're not just for show. Let's I- put it that way. <laughs> I didn't figure so, but I figured you could school us on that. But uh, so all right, yeah. so we got. We might even let the kids walk out Friday night with a chain around their neck for intimidation purposes. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. So uh, how close is the weight room there to the actual football field? Oh, uh, it's probably you know maybe a two hundred yards away. Um, nice. So I mean, yeah, we got the uh, so the weight room. You know, like I said, it used to be uh, all kinds of different stuff. But uh, as soon as you walk out the garage door, you hang a right and goes right down to the parking lot. Um, you know the the locker room's right there as well. And keep on walking straight down through the parking lot, and there's a football field. So it's all a very close proximity. That I tell you, that is killer, especially for what you guys used to have uh, there before you yeah. got there. I guess well maybe last year too, where you guys had to get on a bus for a home game. But um, oh yeah, now yeah. Uh, now hopefully I'm not giving out a secret of the trade here, but. Uh, this has kind of been a thing that's kind of, I guess, kind of trickled into the high schools uh, somewhat recently from what I can tell, and that's a, a light lift on on game day. Uh, it used to be no one would ever lift on a game day. Then the colleges, mm-hmm. you know, some of the upper-level colleges, you know, some of the strength guys like yourself would go to clinics at big-time colleges and things like that. Uh, when Coach Dillman was at South Carolina a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I, I was good friends with him, and so I would talk to him about nutrition and lifting and stuff. Now I see more college, more high schools are actually doing a light lift on Fridays uh, on game days. Uh, is that something you do as yep. well? Oh, yes, sir, so, we definitely will. Um, past season, our weight room was being renovated during the season, so we didn't have the weight room to lift in. Um, but we were actually upstairs in our gym. Um, our, be- our bleachers uh, pushed back, so we got a bunch of space up there, a bunch of open space. So uh, even on Fridays, we did, um, we did some plate workouts and whatnot with our, our old iron plates. And then, uh, like you said, something something pretty light, you know, nothing to kill the guys, nothing to wear them down, beat them down, because de- definitely you want them 100% for the game Friday night. Um, but after our, our short circuit or two, we will do a heavy stretch as well. Um, that's one thing that uh, that I love doing with our athletes is just showing them different, you know, different ways to stretch out a certain muscle and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of times they say, man, I, I never knew that could, that could be done. And, um so that's something that we're definitely going to focus on this upcoming season as well. You know, do a light lift Friday and then a heavy stretch to, to end it. And then, um, you know, whenever we get closer to game time, we might do another stretch or whatnot with our pregame meal, stuff like that. And uh, just, you know, whenever I was coming to high school, you know, we, we did the whole, you know, no lifting on game days. And I, I also wrestled in high school, so no lifting on match days. And, um, you know, whenever I started in the strength, you know, industry, the strength world, it just really never made too much sense to me, and uh, you know there, there's science behind it, so you can't you know go wrong with with trusting science. So, um, like you said, a lot of colleges do it, and a lot of high schools are following suit. So uh, we definitely we have done it, and we will continue to do it here at South Forest. Now uh, uh, we'll stick with just football for a second here. Uh, do you set up different workouts based on player positions? Uh, for example, you know. The, 
do do uh, the quarterbacks or wide receivers do different lifts um, throughout the week, or do you have a different plan for those guys than say a linebacker or offensive lineman? Uh, right now, everybody's doing the same thing, um, just because we're still working on teaching fundamentals and technique and whatnot. Um, but later on, as we um, you know start to get deeper and deeper into our program, uh, we may switch some stuff up. You know, maybe have the quarterbacks instead of doing a full bench, a full uh, bench press. Maybe have them do like a block bench press, something like that, so they don't go too low and put too much strain on that shoulder. Um, but right now, everybody's just doing the same thing. Gotcha. Because, see, I, I actually train specialists. I train kickers um, and, and punters. And, you know, one of the things that, that there has been kind of a, I would say, a, a stigma or, or even, you know, some coaches, even on the professional level at the NFL, you know, they don't want the kickers to max out on squat. They want them to do reps at a good medium weight. Uh, just because of certain, mm-hmm. you know, cartilage and things in their knees and, and, and their ankles on their plant foot and things like that. That's why I was asking because, yeah. uh, you know, some some schools and and uh, let's face it, man, I, I'm I'm not taken away from from what you do, uh, but you're a luxury. You know, growing up with us, I mean, you know, I played football and baseball in the '90s as well as Richie. You know, it was uh, basically our linebacker coach or whoever had a free period taught the weightlifting session mm-hmm. you know there wasn't there yeah. wasn't a designated strength coach such as yourself that has you know that professional training and just doing that so you know that's mm-hmm. that's one thing i've noticed is a big time deal too is when someone has an actual dedicated strength coach that's that's a that's a, you know that means a lot because that's what they focus on that's their that's their craft you know your craft exactly is taking that's athletes, you know when they come in at eighth grade, ninth grade level, and turn them to a monster by the time they leave your program, you know. And it's and mm-hmm. you know it's not so much about the, just the strength and everything, but talk just a little bit about how you know what you do prevents injuries on the field. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, just to hit on what you talked about just a minute ago, I know a lot of high schools are starting to hire more, you know, certified strength coaches, and I think that's a great thing. Um, you definitely need somebody in there who who, who one you know knows what in the world he's doing. But two, what you just talked about, preventing injuries, is is probably number one for me, because um, I, I tell my guys all the time, if you're injured and you're on sideline, well, you you ain't no good on the field. You know, you're no good on the sideline to us. So uh, some things that we do, uh, and really, you know, this summer and this fall helped us a lot. Um, just getting, uh, you know, getting used to our our, our movement within our body. Um, since we didn't have the weight room to go in. Like I said, we did a lot of body weight stuff, uh, a lot of plate-loaded workouts, you know, holding a plate in our hands, hugging it to our chest and whatnot. Um, so we got very comfortable within the framework of our body. And uh, just being able to move different directions, you know, with without the extra resistance, um, it made a lot of difference with our guys. Because now, whenever we are in the weight room, they're already comfortable within their body. And uh, now we can add that extra resistance, and it's, it's nothing. Uh, they're, they're they're just they're they're completely killing it, and uh, so like whenever we get our freshmen in next year or really this summer, uh, we'll probably put them through a, a similar thing. We'll focus more on body weight stuff. Maybe add a little resistance near the end of summer. Um, but you know that's one thing that a lot of people really don't understand is, you know, if, if I'm a, a 12 or 13 year old kid coming into a strength program, you know, I'm not I'm not just going to throw him underneath a bar and say, all right, squat it. No, we we got to teach fundamentals first. We got to teach technique. And uh, like I said, you know, this past summer and this past fall, we 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 got a lot of time to do that. And um, you know, as much as I wanted to get into the weight room, get that weight banging, uh, it was also it was also good for us to to teach that that technique and fundamentals to our kids. 
you brought up a very good topic, man. Um, what what do you consider? You're certified. What do you consider a good age to start weight training in, in young athletes? I know you know we see a lot of extremes. You know we see some very young kids pushing weight, and that's always been something I'm not real fond of, just because you know they, especially a kid that hasn't even hit puberty yet. Um, what what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that, man? Am I wrong, or, or, or you know what do you, what are your thoughts on when a kid should start pushing weights? Well, and, and, it's, and it's different for every kid, you know. Um, as you said, you know, some kids hit puberty earlier on than others, and and whatnot. Um, I usually, I don't want to say I don't mess with them, but I usually don't train anybody until they get to the high school. Um, you know, our our middle school football coach over at Southside Middle, he came to me around Christmas time. I asked, you know, what he could do at the middle school, and I gave him a bunch of different bodyweight stuff that we were doing uh, over the summer and whatnot. And, you know, just like I told you, we need to make sure these kids are comfortable, you know, moving just with their own body weight before we put that extra resistance on them, the extra load on them. Um, so, really, you know, it'll be fine to do body weight and maybe kettlebell stuff and whatnot in middle school, maybe some dumbbell workouts. Um, but anything in the rack with the barbell, I usually wait until they get to high school. You know, one, because their body may not be ready for it. But, two, uh, whenever they get to high school, I actually get eyes on them, and I can see what they're doing. I can teach technique to them, and I can fix them from some errors that need to be corrected. Um, so that, that's – I guess that will be a, my answer for you. Um, I really don't want yeah, them lifting heavy, heavy until they get to high school. I got you. Now, I'm looking at the walls. Uh, they look a little bare. You, you, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, but uh, – you gonna are you are you one of those guys that's gonna have a big chart up there with some of your uh, top lifters? Yeah, yeah, we are gonna have a, uh, a a top lifter chart. It's actually gonna be as soon as you walk into the weight room, we have a uh, a blank wall um, waiting to uh, to put that chart on it. Um, we're actually working on getting graphics on on the walls as well. Um, you know, I, I told our AD and I told you know Coach Slaughter and Coach Marlowe that. Priority number one is definitely the equipment and the floor and things like that, and the graphics come later. Um, so we uh, it's definitely a work in progress. It may take a little while longer than we thought, but you know, as long as we get those kids lifting, as long as we keep the atmosphere, you know, turned to a level where they they got to compete every single day, I, I think we'll be fine with no graphics until we can uh, raise some funds to get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to keep going back to the well with what you already have. I know, like you said, you're blessed. You know, that quote was this funny. When I looked at it, I said, man, that's unfair, and your, your response was perfect because we are blessed. But uh, so now uh, <laughs> you know, moving, on, moving on from the football program, talk to us a little bit about some of the other uh, uh, other athletes that you trained as well, you know, a little bit about, you know, what you do to get them ready for season and kind of maintain when, when they're out there competing. Oh, for sure, for sure. So right now, um, along with my three classes during the day, let's just talk about those real quick. Uh, so I have an all-male athlete class first period. Um, we got about 30 kids in there, um, ranging from, you know, I got basketball, baseball, football. Uh, I have a one swimmer. Um, I have one kid who uh, who's on the fishing team here at South Florence. Uh, so it's very interesting, you know, talking to him about different stuff that he can uh, do on the boat. And uh, I tried to apply some lifts that can possibly help him, you know, reel in that big cat or that big largemouth bass. But uh the first period, we got a, a bunch of different male athletes. Second period is on my all-girls class. Um, so we got about 15 girls in there right now. And, uh, you know, we got softball, basketball, volleyball, track, you name it, cheerleading. And then fourth period is designated for our football players. Um, we do have some baseball players in the fourth 
in the fourth period class just because we couldn't work their schedule out to get them in that first period class. Um, but uh, so when the so that's basically throughout the, the school day. In the afternoon, uh, we have two lifting sessions, uh, 45 minutes apiece. Um, you know, we go Monday through Thursday, and you know, we basically shut it down on Friday just so everybody can have a good weekend. Uh, but we go two days a week in the afternoon for each sporting team. So we got, you know, girls' soccer, boys' soccer, girls' tennis, boys' tennis. You know, we basically try to get all of our athletic programs to get in that weight room at least twice a week. Um, now, of course, schedule conflicts occur. Games have to be moved around due to COVID and whatnot. So we just try to make it work the best we can. Um, but, you know, going back to the whole getting used to their, their body and whatnot, uh, you know, when we first started this, the spring sports season and started bringing in these spring sports in the afternoon. We did a lot of body weight stuff, a lot of kettlebell stuff and whatnot. And now we're actually starting to get into the rack lifts. Um, like today we had girls tennis in there and we had them back squatting for the first time. Um, and surprisingly they, they did really well. Uh, they did a lot better than my guys do uh, usually. Um, so, you know, just trying to get them in there consistently on a constant basis. And uh, so we can start working and, and building weight and, you know, getting them in the, in the rack lifts. Now, uh, also, we know what comes with uh, what you output, but uh, do you uh, work with the athletes as well as what they input into their bodies and some of the nutrition uh, at the high school level? Yeah, so we um, uh, we usually get a shipment uh, from Gatorade, and we have uh, protein bars, energy chews, protein shakes, and we actually get Gatorade drinks themselves. And uh, so we, we, we sell those to our athletes for a dollar. Um, just trying to make it very cheap for them, very affordable. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly talking to our athletes. You know, if, if you're trying to gain weight, you know, no matter what kind of weight it is, if you're trying to gain weight, we got to make sure we take in more calories than we than we burn off. And, um, you know, our, our football guys do a good job about it. Um, our, we got great cafeteria staff. Um, you know, every afternoon one of the cafeteria workers comes down and say, all right, you know, we got we got 15 bag lunches to give out. So I send 15 of our athletes down there to grab them. And uh, we, we definitely uh, – we we try to fatten them up, I guess you can say. I feel like the uh, I feel like the witch from that uh, Hansel and Gretel uh, fairy tale or whatnot. Try to fatten them up. And um, so, uh, if we if we can get some meat on the bones, we can turn that meat into muscle. So. Well, I tell you, man. Uh, you know, it sounds like when we had Coach Marlowe on for the first time, we were excited to get him in here and and talk about the changes in the program and. You know, he told us that's that's kind of how we got linked up with you. He said, you know, the number one guy on my staff, man, probably more important to me is Coach Armstrong, and you guys need to talk with him and get him on here. So uh, so we talked a little bit about the weight room. We talked a little bit about nutrition. Now, uh, you know, it's the other side of athletes, and, and we have one of your uh, linebackers coming on tonight as well as an offensive lineman. But uh, talk just a little bit about that speed training, man. What do you do to get these athletes faster? You know, everybody always comes down when they go to these college camps, and, you know, you see it right now with all these pro workouts today, and the young man from South Carolina ran a 4.38. Uh, what do you do for strength training to kind of get those guys, you know, at that highest level so they can, you know, perform not only on the field, but when they, you know, interview for these colleges, so to speak, at these camps? How do you, how do you, how do you get these guys faster? Oh, for sure, for sure. So, uh, typical week, you know, we're, we're lifting heavy on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, if we got time at the end, we might do some agility stuff or whatnot. Tuesday and Thursdays are designated for speed, agility, and conditioning. Uh, right now, you know, starting off with the program, trying to get, you know, trying to change the culture, trying to change the mindset of our football program. Um, on Tuesdays, we call them Tough Man Tuesdays, and uh, you know, they they are literally exactly what they called and uh, what they're called. 
Um, we're just trying to make the kids tougher. We put them through a grinder of a workout, and um, the kids love them. They embrace the the tough man Tuesday and whatnot. Um, you know, if, if a kid says he's not coming to school on Tuesday, you best believe one of his teammates saying, "Oh no, I'm, I'm gonna come get you. You're coming to school." And uh, so Tuesdays are tough man Tuesdays, and then Thursdays, um, that's really the the majority of where we do our speed agility and conditioning, um, you know, workouts and exercises. Uh, I'm not real big on all these fancy cone drills that you see on Instagram and Twitter because, I mean, I, you don't play the game like that, to be honest. I mean, that's just my opinion, my personal opinion. Um, you know, we will do some, some cone drills here and there, but you best believe that they're going to be applied to, to what you're going to do on Friday night or what you're going to do on the baseball field or basketball court, anything like that. Um, so we, we don't do we do not do drills just for show. Um you know, we do uh, you know a bunch of footwork progression to work on speed, a bunch of wall drives, knee drives, and whatnot, resistance, band running. Uh, so we're definitely trying to get these kids faster. Uh, we just ran our 40s yesterday, and uh, we had one kid, Evan Singletary, he's one of our slot receivers. Uh, he ran a 4.50 um, this past weekend. I think he went to a camp in Atlanta, and he ran a, he ran like a 4.52 on the laser time. And uh, you know, we don't have a, a laser timer here at South Florence. We got the old-fashioned stopwatch, but I think my index finger is pretty accurate. He ran a 4.50 for us yesterday. And uh, definitely the kids are getting faster. Uh, the kids are loving it. And everybody wants to get in that 4.9, 4.8, 4.7 area and whatnot. So uh, we, we keep working hard, keep pushing them, and they'll make it there. You know, Dell, and, uh, you know, so, so you got the speed, you got the agility, you got the strength, you got the nutrition. You know, I, and you talked about this. Uh, I see the green area inside that turf. Uh, you talked about the 20-yard uh What's some of the things you do with that inside that uh, weight room? Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, you know, before we exercise, we do a dynamic warm-up. But usually sometimes we'll do it right there on the turf. Sometimes we'll go up to the gym where it's a little more space so we can get it done quicker. Um, but before every workout, we do some kind of competition, whether it be like a pro agility, pro shuttle, 5 10, 5 or whatnot, you know, one versus one. Uh, we'll get the battle ropes out, play tug-of-war, um, two teams, you know, of two, teams of three, then we'll go one-on-one. Uh, we also have some uh, – some sleds right there on the turf that I don't know if you can see on the picture, uh, but sometimes we'll do a sled relay to start off the workout. Um, so really, you know, I, I love utilizing that turf. That's one thing that uh, Coach Slaughter, our AD, and I talked about, you know, if we're going to get it, we're going to use it. And uh, that's one thing we definitely do. We, we use a, a, a ton. And um, so before every workout, we like to use the turf, whether it be, you know, like I said, the, the, the pro shuttle, pro agility, the, the tug of war, the prowlers um, during the workout, we do a bunch of core stuff right there on the turf, uh, just because it's, it's a softer, a softer, uh, you know, a softer place, a softer mat, whatnot. Um, so we, we do a bunch of core activities right there. And if we do any kind of plyometric stuff, like any kind of jumps, uh, we'll be on the turf as well. So whenever the kids land, we have a soft landing. I got you. Now a couple of other things. Um, you know, are, are do you guys or, or do you believe in? Uh... The uh, yoga, I've seen a lot of schools now implemented yoga either pregame on Friday or that Saturday after a game they come in before film. Some schools have, you know, some teams have film on, on Saturdays or Sundays or something like that, and mm-hmm. the guys can come in and do yoga. Is that something you do, or do you do like a stretching or any type of lifting kind of postgame to kind of get that stiffness and soreness out uh, following any type of competition? Well, I, I'm not a yoga expert. Um I'm not a certified yoga instructor or anything like that. But like I said earlier, I definitely, uh, you know, like to stretch the kids out, show them different things. We do a bunch of band stretches. Uh, we got a bunch of foam rollers in the weight room, 
you know, ourselves and whatnot. The kids like to roll out hamstrings, IT bands, quads, everything like that, lower back. And, um, you know, we got plenty of bands to work with. So we do some band stretching to, you know, stretch out our hamstrings, our glutes, everything like that. And uh, the kids love it. So uh, as long as they're liking it, as long as it's working, as long as it's preventing injury, uh, we're going to stick with it. Um, like I said, I'm I'm not a, a big I'm, – I'm not a yoga expert. Um, you know, I, I of course, I can – definitely learn some new things and whatnot and uh but way i way i think about it if it ain't if it ain't broken don't fix it so yeah yeah no doubt on that but um you know so there was a another question i just uh it, it just eluded me i was going to ask you something similar to that but um you know so so when you got injuries and unfortunately it's part of the game you know someone gets injured uh mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about your relationship there with the training staff you know, with helping them, you know, kind of get guys back on the field to play and girls back on the field post-injury, you know, what's your involvement in that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I, I talk to our athletic trainer on a daily basis, um, just kind of get an injury update report and whatnot, see what limitations some kids have, some kids have and whatnot coming from the doctor. And uh, so he does a good job informing me. And then in turn, with the workout that we have for today, you know, I may, uh, you know, uh, changed it up a little bit for for that injured player. Um, like one kid, we had a, a little receiver for us. Uh, not little, but we had a receiver for us. He's coming back from an ACL injury. And, of course, you know, instead of back squatting, I'm going to put him on the leg press, do light leg press, and maybe even do a, a single leg press and whatnot, go heavy on the good leg, maybe a little lighter on the bag leg. And uh, so just stuff like that, just different variations of the lifts. You're still getting, you know, the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes, and whatnot. But, you know, you're controlling um, the weight coming down instead of, you know, actually getting to the squat rack and then actually bending down and having to push it back up. So uh, we have a pretty good relationship with our trainer. Uh, he does a good job letting us know, you know, who in, who's injured and whatnot. And, um, you know, we're always telling our kids that the training room is not where you want to be because, um, you know, that's not a good look for you. But uh, he does a good job for us. Yeah, no doubt. And you also mentioned some of the things that, you know, you see a lot of the guys posting things on social media. Uh, one of the, the crazes we've noticed over the past, uh, I'd say, couple of years, really, is these box jumps. Uh, you know, and you got kids mm-hmm. wanting to show these massive verticals. Uh, you know, really, I guess the, you're the expert in this. Is, is that a good way to show the explosion? Is that something that you implement as well? Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, box jump is a great, a great tool. Um, you know, us per se, we do uh, we do regular box jumps from a stationary position. We do single leg box jumps. Uh, we do bunny box jumps where you hop off. Uh, you almost do like a depth jump, and as soon as your feet hit the ground, you spring back up onto the next height. Um, we do seated box jumps, lateral box jumps. I, I love a good box jump. Uh, we, we especially do them after we squat, so our legs are a little tired and whatnot. And you got to push through, push through the uh, the tightness and push through the pain a little bit. And uh, you know, I, I definitely think it's a good measure for explosion. Uh, you look at your platform lifts, your power clean, your hand clean, your snatch, whatever it may be, you know, from the, from the ground up, that's essentially a box jump. Even though you're pulling the bar, you know, you're exploding through the floor, using your hips, you know, uh, using your glutes and whatnot. So I, I definitely love a box jump. As long as I'm there, we're going we're gonna to do a bunch of box jumps, that's for sure. Yeah, and another another uh, piece of equipment I noticed is uh, you have a you have a racks, and I mean racks upon racks of these medicine balls, man, uh, Talk to us a little bit how you use those uh, suckers, man. They, these I don't know the weights on them because I can't see in the pictures, but I see a lot of very big medicine balls. And I tell you, I was at oh, uh, yeah. the indoor practice facility down at University of Central Florida uh, about a month and a half ago, and that was inside the practice facility. They had those medicine balls everywhere inside the indoor facility. Oh, yeah. You know, usually where you think they're going in there to run plays. So uh, 
apparently the medicine ball craze is here to stay, but I noticed uh, you guys invested <laughs> heavily in those as well. Yeah, yeah. So we got a we got an eight, uh, we got an eight, a sixteen, and a twenty per rack. So we got twelve sets, um, so thirty six total. And um, yeah, we we use them a bunch. We do med ball slams, you know, straight down. We do rotational wall slams to engage your core. Um, you know, if we do any kind of ab work or whatnot, if we want to add a little resistance, we'll tell them to grab a med ball. Uh, one thing that we do to work on our uh, our stance and starts for our speed aspect of it, um, you know, we do this a bunch in the gym upstairs. Uh, we'll go to a just a, a naked wall. And then we'll line five or six kids up, have them hold a med ball, get in a good stance. On the whistle, they'll basically explode off both feet and try to throw that medicine ball as hard as they can into the wall. Um, you know, just kind of getting them the idea of, I want to explode off both feet, not just one or the other. All right, but explode off both feet, you know, push that medicine ball as hard as you can uh, into the wall. And that, that really, it's helped our guys a lot. Like I said, I, we ran 40s yesterday and, uh, you know, their stance and starts just night and day. You know, as soon as we started doing those med ball starts and whatnot, you can definitely tell that, you know, they're, they're on the balls of their feet on the stance. They're exploding off both feet instead of just one, instead of that back foot or that front foot. And uh, it definitely made a difference in their time. Like I said, a lot of guys improved. Um, probably 95% of guys improved yesterday doing those 40s, and uh, they couldn't get enough of it. So we, uh, we love doing med ball work. Uh, I love utilizing them different ways, and the kids love it too. Well, we're going to come full circle, man, and come right back to, to, to the guy, the man the man of the show at the top of the hour, and that's you. Uh, so talk to us, man. Are, are you a big rah-rah guy? Are you, uh, you know, one of these guys that likes to uh, push the weight and, and and get these guys, you know, ready to go? Or is it, um, you know, are, are you kind of the quiet dude that kind of, you know, just gives them their assignments, man? Are you a loud guy? You're kind of in their in their ears or, or what? In their ears. Well, I'm I'm interested to see what uh what Quay Dickens and Eric Cooper will say after I get off. Um, so uh, I I think I'm a little bit of a, a combination of both. You know, I can be rah rah at times, but whenever it's get down to work and whatnot, and and a, a lot of it, you know, and I'm gonna kind of go back to when I was coaching wrestling. Um, you know, whenever I was coaching wrestling, sitting in the corner, uh, you know, of course, if the kid wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing, you would yell at him. But then you got the kids who, who pay attention during practice, who listen to all the different moves, all the different techniques, all the different, you know, executions and whatnot. And and really, you know, you got a good wrestler whenever the coaches sit in the corner quiet because you know, the wrestler knows what's going on, uh, he knows what's coming and whatnot. So uh, at times I can be rah rah in the weight room, but then again at times I just sit back and watch. And uh, you know, we're trying to train these kids to do the right thing and whatnot, and have good work ethic, good competitiveness, and. And they're coming along. So there, there's days where I'm quiet, and that's a good thing because the kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But then again, there, there's days where i got to get in their butts a little bit and uh, kind of spark the fire. And, of course, you know, I love to uh, I love to interact with them and whatnot. So if somebody needs a little uh, little push, you know, I always joke around with them. I say, all right, well, you, you need me to do the weight first? I'll do it first to give you a little little motivation. So uh, they, they get a crack out of that too. So it's, it's, it's a good atmosphere. <laughs> Well, do uh, any other coaches come to you and say, hey, man, I need a workout routine, too? Because, you know, as we get up in age, man, our bodies don't respond like it did when we were playing the game. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are, are, do you find yourself kind of consulting with some of the uh, maybe maybe even the principals, some other coaches around campus, even some teachers there? Well, not not necessarily the coaches. Um, you know, we got a few coaches who, who lift on staff. Um you know, during the day, during the planning period and whatnot, whenever the kids aren't in there. Um, but I have had a, 
an assistant principal reached out to me and, and asked for a, just a you know a small body weight workout she can do at home and whatnot. So uh, it's always good to to have a guy in the building that kind of knows this stuff that can that can help out where help is needed. So. Well, I tell you, man, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. I know we kind of ran over a little bit, but I was excited to get you in here because there's just so much to cover. I mean, you don't just, you know, when we have a, a head coach on for a football team, that's kind of their, their locus of control. That's definitely something that mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're into the football team. You have a lot more responsibilities than that. You know, like you said, you teach three classes. You know, you're getting athletes prepared for, for competition, whether it be in season, you know, preseason, postseason. But also, you know, like you mentioned, too, you're helping some athletes recover from any injuries or things they might have, man. So it's been great having you on. The pleasure has been all of ours. We're so thankful to, to make this connection, and we're definitely, definitely excited about the opportunity to come up there and see what you got going on in person. We're definitely looking forward to that visit. No, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Y'all come whenever you want and give us a heads up. You're more than welcome. All right, man. Well, we'll let you roll. Uh, I know you got a lot to do. We definitely appreciate your time. Uh, you're giving us more time than a lot of people, and uh, we're very grateful for it. I know it's something you're very passionate about. We're very passionate about getting athletes prepared uh, for the next level. So uh, with that, man, we will see you hopefully uh, on the other side in, in your uh, home gym there, and uh, maybe you can show us a couple things. Oh, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And uh, definitely, we'll make it happen. And y'all have a good one. All right, man. Take care. All right, bye.
rock bouncing off a Chevy Fender. That feeling that you get first time she lets you kiss her. Rusty roofs that rattle when the rain is falling down. Handshake deals, fresh cut hay fields and hometowns. Yelman here live with Eugene Benton coming to you live from Somerville, South Carolina here on the coast of uh, South Carolina. I am again uh, back in here with you. Yeah, Eugene did a great job the first hour and a half. I want to thank him and Brandon Bisco Bing for doing what family does, getting each other's back, making sure, making sure that this train don't stop, all right? It don't stop. It might look a little different. But it's always going to be rolling on a Monday and this week, a Wednesday. Don't forget, next week we're back at it on Thursday, hopefully last night. You guys enjoyed that show with Everett Sands. He did an incredible job. Four solid guests, three solid hours. The dude does what he does, and that is bringing it for three hours. A great show indeed. Also, just off the air with us, Eugene did a great job with the interview of Coach Sean Armstrong, the strength coach over at South Florida. So Blow is in check here on Southern Sports Central, showing us a lot of love over there on Twitterville. That's at SO Sports Central. You can hang out with us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. And, of course, we're doing a little thing on the gram. Well, figure it out, Southern Sports Central as well. That being said, we do have uh, some guests coming in at 730, 8 o'clock at 825. We'll get into those 
here just a little bit. But, Eugene, I bring you back in here, bud. You did a great job uh, kind of kicking us off, getting us rolling here tonight. And uh, just kind of sitting back. I've been in meetings all day long and, and, and getting big announcement coming up tomorrow uh, with uh, all of us here at Southern Sports Central. Good stuff. Good stuff coming out of tomorrow's meeting. I cannot wait. I am – it's Christmas Eve over here. That's what it is. I mean, I can't wait. I just want to hit send on, on Twitter, but I'm not. I preach it, I teach it, and I do it. Not hit the send until tomorrow. It'll be an afternoon post, but I can't wait to do it. I am super excited about where we're heading coming up uh, real soon. Now, that being said, really enjoyed the interview there with the strength and conditioning coach. And the only thing I wanted to know, the one thing I wanted to know was, honestly, is he that guy on the sidelines that you've seen Alabama, that you've seen South Carolina, that you've seen other strength coaches waving the towels getting the kids pumped up on the sideline because they do it in the weight room. And then, of course, I was kind of curious, what has he learned from COVID other than the fact that, yeah, we got to find a way. That's probably every strength conditioning logo, quote, hashtag after the last year, by the way. And we're about that year anniversary of last week, I think, or so. But, you know, for me, it, it was pretty simple to know that these guys had to get creative. I mean, you watch Georgia Tech strength and conditioning coach. This dude was putting bricks in his backpack, doing videos on this, that, and the other. TikTok has definitely become one of the big ones that came out of COVID. I think it's probably, honestly, for the most part, for everybody, that including non-athletes, probably was the hottest social media connect thanks to COVID. People had to get creative. You saw them, you know, rolling out in the toilet tissues, like, and then bringing them up and down, one in one hand, running the other like they're hitting the ropes. Just kind of a creative moment. But you can hear the intensity. You can hear the, the impact. The Coach Armstrong, I mean, how cool is it? First of all, with the name Armstrong, you got to be somebody in a weight room, right? Your last uh, few letters in your last name kind of says what you got to be. And, of course, you've seen it. He did a great job at the interview tonight. I know we got a couple of his uh, guys coming in here tonight. Can't wait to talk to those guys. We also have an, an elite 11, another quarterback from Spring Valley coming in. That's going to be big. But uh, we're going to do it about three more minutes, Eugene. Go ahead and kind of find a song to kind of get us through before we bring in uh, Mr. Quay Dixon and uh, Dickinson. And, and we'll talk to him here at 730. But how about the Sweet 16? Man, good-looking group. Good-looking. I'm sure you guys kind of talked about that earlier. But you got Gonzaga and Creighton. That's a big one there. That should be uh, what we know has made college basketball so special is that you see schools that you don't see during football season. College baseball is a lot like that. Southern Cal, Oregon, big, big matchup, matchup in the Pac-12 doing it. That's going to be big. Michigan and Florida State. How about that one? Could be a lot of uh, jabbering back and forth between who Big 12 or excuse me, the Big Ten or the ACC in college basketball. UCLA with title town USA when it comes to college basketball. Taking on the new kid on the block, Alabama. Roll Tide if you're an SEC fan or just an Alabama guy or just somebody that likes to see somebody different. You know, we, we know that they can play football. We've seen them play other sports. Basketball is kind of their thing right now. On the other side, you got Baylor, Villanova. Villanova, another, again, a signature team in college basketball. We like to hear that name. Baylor. Always play some pretty solid basketball there in the Big 12. Arkansas, the Razorbacks in the past have always, always been in the conversation in basketball. They're really not a football school. Yeah, they had, you know, you know, 
Felix Jones, a couple of other dudes in the background, and, and and they've had some players. But basketball, I remember a lot more growing up than they did that big thing there. Now they've got a team that you better not out count out is Oral Roberts. They're 15th seed. They could be the Cinderella of this tournament, by the way. Circle that one. Keep an eye on them. Then you got this team out of Chicago, Loyola. You're going to say, well, Rich, they could be. Well, they could be, but they play basketball. We know that. They upset their big brother, Illinois. Now they're going to go against uh, Oregon State. That could be a big one. And then Syracuse of Houston. Again, Houston don't know a lot about. They, by the way, are pretty good. They're a, they're a two-seed taking on an 11-seed Syracuse. Uh, also, the Lady G's, the Lady Gamecocks, represent the state of South Carolina, feeling some basketball college-wise. They have also moved through and continue to do big things with Don Staley. I tell you, great coach. We're very fortunate to have her in our state to do what she's doing. But uh, going to be uh, a great Sweet 16. We'll keep you up to date with that. Don't forget, no show tomorrow night. we got big announcements that will probably be released, if not Friday morning, late Thursday evening. But, Eugene, let's go to a break, brother. I want to give you a chance to get some water, yeah, take a deep quick. breath. What you got? Real quick, since we're actually headed to Columbia, you, you mentioned the Alabama program. We actually have Jawan Gary uh, on that Alabama squad who represents Gray Collegiate. We had their quarterback on uh, two nights ago. But, yeah, Dewan Gary, uh, they're from Gray Collegiate in Columbia, South Carolina, who's on that uh, Alabama squad. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. All right, man, so we'll do this. I've got something pulled up for you. Let's do a little bit of shaking and baking here as we get ready for the athlete segment of the show, guys. Don't go anywhere. This is Southern Sports Central. It's Wednesday night, Wild Wild Wednesday here on Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Alba, and that's Eugene Benton, and we'll be right back.
Now, back to Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. Yeah, a little summertime music here on the middle or the end of March. How about that one? The end of March is where we are right now. Of course, uh, you know, you, you look at the date and you see it is the end of March, by the way, and then you see 73 on your dashboard or wherever you are. If you're here in Charleston, man, it is summertime, the real deal. It's baseball season. Ah, Brody Hopkins yesterday. Now, I know the College of Charleston did not go to the Grand Strand and get the dub like they wanted to against – Shana Clears, but Brody Hopkins, former Somerville High School standout, now freshman phenom, plays that center field for the Cougars, and he hit a shot, a rope, a bomb. He dropped it over the left field fence for a three-run shot. I think this dude is legit. He was a hell of a football player and a really good baseball player. Of course, his brother, T.J. Hopkins, former Somerville All-American standout, did his thing with the Gamecocks. Back in the day, actually, he played for Chad Holbrook, who now is the head coach of his brother at College of Charleston. But uh, TJ ends up uh, doing some great things, ends up getting drafted. I think he's still in the Reds organization. And, uh, boy, I tell you, a lot of guys were really worried when it came to the minor leagues about what they were going to do. And guess what? I do know this, Eugene. I do know this. We will be doing a few live shows. You almost thought I said two live crew. few live shows at the Joe this year. And uh, that's going to be pretty neat, huh? You and I be able to sit there and, and do some live shows, watch a little baseball, and partake in to all the festivities. Who knows? Maybe you and I can get one of those uh, wrestling suits on the on the field. I got a guy. He got my father in one of those about eight years ago, and I'd like to go toe-to-toe with you in one of those and another promotion night. That'd be pretty neat, huh? <laughs> that, that would be pretty neat. I, I tell you what, I think it would be even more fun uh, let's get you on the mound throwing for your left hand. I'll even bat <laughs> left-handed. I'll switch. I'll switch. I'll see if I can still do it, man. I used to. Let's see. The last time I really tried it, now, Gerald just turned 21 in February. I'd say he was probably about 15, uh, and we would go up right. to the batting cages there um, in Garden City. Uh, in the 70s and at age, I'm guessing, let's see, I'm 43 now, so at age about 35, 36, I could still switch in between pitches, not in between sets, but in between pitches, and still hit right and left-handed back and forth. So I'd be interested to see if I could even swing a bat, but uh, I think that'd be fun, man. We put you in an old jersey, and uh, I'll stand at the mound and uh, see if I can hit off you left-handed. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You got a better chance of landing on the moon, brother, but hey, Everybody starts with a dream. That's what it's about. <laughs> you ain't got to wait. Hey, look, you don't got to wait to go to the Joe. There's ball fields all around the low country. We can find a ballpark and do our thing. By the way, we will be trying to do what we do as we did last year with our home run derby. That conversation is going to be happening here real soon. Eugene and I, of course, are, are marked down for April with a camp. That's going to be over there, of course. And uh, where's that? Where, where's that one? That was that uh, – 
Where are we heading in April? It's like mid April 11th. Yeah, we're going up to Nations Ford High School up in the Rock Hill area. That one's for the uh, right. National Prep Showcase. All right, that's going to be a big one. Then, step, then we're going to go May 8th. We don't even have to go far. We get out of the studio, shoot down, head over there to Somerville High School where the uh, high school blitz is putting on uh, their camp. Now, i got to tell you guys, if you're looking to play in that game, I cannot give you any better advice and you better show up. Do what you got to do. Be where you got to be. But make sure that you're here at this camp. And the, the other cool thing is, is that we're going to interview you. You know, that's kind of a big deal, right? Who knows? We may have a shirt or two to hand out at some of these camps. But uh, a, a lot's happening. Uh, again, we'll be announcing uh, some big stuff tomorrow. That's why we're not on tomorrow. We're on today. But I uh, had a lot of meetings today, a lot of positive coming out, guys. And, again, we've, we've got some conversation. Uh, we're going to be doing some stuff with the River Dogs coming up. That's going to be big. Uh, we did that in the past. If you guys have been with us for the last uh, 12 years, right, you remember uh, we've we've been doing this for a while. And um, we'll wait. We'll see uh, kind of how we uh, how that all works out. Yeah, and I'd like to, Eugene, I would like to go over and do something with the Stingrays. I mean, you know, again, I don't know a whole lot about hockey, and it really kind of not my sport anymore when they took the fighting out of the ring. I said, man, look, I'm out. You know, I mean, these guys are helping each other off the glass, and to me, that's just uh, that's just bad hockey. You know, I always liked it when a fight, you know, uh, you know, you fight would be happening, and all of a sudden a hockey match would pop up. But nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, we're looking to do some things. I know that the, the, you know, you got the battery; they're they're kicking it around literally. We maybe try to sling over there a little bit, man. Again, I, I want to get us out, and again. The reason we moved to Thursday is so that Eugene and I can do a few drop-ins to some of these high school baseball games because they play on Wednesdays and Fridays and Mondays, of course. Um, I talked to the West Ashley head softball coach to, uh, today, by the way, and I uh, got a re- video that I'm going to release out here at some point uh, later today with a couple of dingers. That guy, by the way, how about a head coach that does his own graphics when it comes to home runs? And you'll see in the background where it looks like fireworks are shooting after it goes over the fence. But these ladies in the, in the low country and around the state, man, they're as good as the fellas, man. They can they can sling a baseball bat and, and drive a ball over the fence as easy as anybody. So I can tell you, I love this time of year. You know, it gets dark a little bit later, right? So you have a chance to do a little bit more. you got a chance to get a little bit better. And uh, that's, that's kind of the big picture. You know, uh, track and field, where we are here in the low country, it's really big. I know there's a ton of sports, uh, high schools right here in the low country that really look forward to showing up and showing out during this time of year. So we're going to be keeping track on Somerville. They're the number one team in the state. Now they took a loss, you know, a couple weeks ago or last week, I believe, to Kane Bay, but that's going to happen in baseball. It's a strategy. You're not – look, if, if you know in your mind that you have a, a, a pretty good team, but this guy's going to throw his ace, go ahead and save that ace for the next day. You know, I mean, teams do that all day long in college. You see that, by the way, in uh, the midweek series with the Gamecocks and the Tigers and a lot of those guys when they play the Citadel, who, by the way, the Gamecocks handled a lot easier yesterday than they did a week ago. And they needed to get some of that, or a few weeks ago. They needed some positive, but they got that in, in, in style. But, you know, you look at the spring sports, it's good to see them. God, it's so good to see social media, Eugene, because this time last year, a lot of heavy hearts. A lot of crack voices on our show as we highlighted a lot of seniors who had to forego that last year because of COVID. Yeah, and that's the big thing about it is actually getting these games in. I know right before the season started, they, you know, kind of moved some things around with baseball schedules and things like that. But 
you know, to get these athletes an opportunity to compete because, you know, let's say you were a baseball-only player and, you know, you got no, you got no season last year. Uh, softball as well. If you didn't play a, a fall sport, you really, you know, you missed a whole year of athletic competition. And, you know, that, that's tough, you know, especially, you know, for a lot of people, junior year is a big year, you know, when it comes down to recruiting and development and things like that. So, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, we can talk all day long about, you know, what 4D lost. I mean, they had a talented team last year, super talented team. You know, they were poised to make a run. Ashley Ridge had a great team. They were poised to make a run. There were so many teams that had a lot of – Oceanside had a very senior-heavy team. You know, you saw some of those guys when we had the home run derby who didn't get a chance to, to compete that senior year. Uh, you know, teams that, you know, for example, like them, they had been in the state championship series the year before. They had a chip on their shoulder to win it all and brought all those guys back and right. just didn't have it. So this year, you know, the the, the – as everything goes, you know, knock on wood, glass, metal, whatever you got to do, it looks like so far we have been able to complete state championships in every sport. So we're hoping. I mean, things are looking good. You know, vaccines rolling out. I was talking, you know, with Coach Armstrong. I got the shot in the arm today. You know, I told him, I said, man, with uh, all these camps and things coming up and, and, you know, all these opportunities to be on campuses and around athletes, you know, it's pretty, you know, we're going to do our part as well so that we can be there because, you know, sometimes it's hard to interview when you got a mask on, and let's face it, I, you know, it's it's in a, like I said, it, it's a, a small problem to have, uh, to have those opportunities, but it was annoying, and, and you know, you're trying to talk and, and everything else, and, you know, you you just want to feel like you, you want to get back to normal. So if it means getting a shot in the arm, I was talking to him about it, I said, you know, I am definitely afraid of needles. That is one of my top, that is my biggest fear. I didn't even know it. I really didn't. I looked away. I was talking to the nurse who put it in my arm today. <laughs> I was looking away, and all of a sudden she's packing up, you know, you know, with the wrappers and stuff. I looked back, and she said, we're done. I honestly had no clue she put a needle in my arm. And it was just like, wow. So I'm step one done. I got the uh, round two of the Pfizer in uh, three weeks. And then, you know, uh, Coach Eugene is uh, fully vaccinated. So looking forward to that because, like I said, I, when we were talking about it, I said, man, I'm just looking forward because he's telling me he's looking forward. He's got 12 stations, and I can put uh, – you know, up to three athletes out there, excuse me, 14 stations. And they can put three athletes at each one, you know, uh, when, if they didn't have the COVID protocols. That's a lot of dudes pushing weights at one time. And, uh, you know, they, they were built for it. They designed it. You know, he got everything he wanted. Now he's, you know, it's kind of like the horses in the stall. And Coach Armstrong's ready to, you know, let those ponies run, click those weights, man, start pushing it. You know, he wants to have us up there so we can see what he does. Uh, in that weight room, and so we're pretty excited about it. But that's what, you know, that was kind of thinking about it, man, and just kind of suck it up, you know, and go do it and take care of that, take care of the business, so to speak. And uh, because like you mentioned, you know, we got these mega camps coming up, these showcases, the bowl games. We want to get on some college campuses when they have their, uh, you know, camps coming up. And, you know, we want to get these athletes out there. We want to be a part of the journey with them and, uh, you know, see what's going on and try to help them, you know, as all, you know, as much as we can. And also give them, you know, a little bit of that interview time as well. But, you know, to do it, we're going to do it the right way, and that's what we've kind of been doing for a year. Yeah, no doubt. Now, let's give a shout-out tomorrow night. If you're not doing anything uh, tomorrow night, they do have a home game. Who am I talking about? Ridgeview. The girls' soccer program is having senior night tomorrow night. That's, of course, uh, going to be where they recognize their seniors. Of course, uh, 
It looks like to me uh, they will be doing a senior announcement before the game. That's starting off, kicking off literally at 520. Uh, game officials start time is at 6 p.m. Uh, we actually just put a tweet out there for you. Uh, you. You know, that's the thing that I love the most. Uh, again, yes, we love the colleges. We talk college because that's the next step for all of our young ballers here in the great state of South Carolina. You know, we hashtag, you know, uh, Palmetto State ballers uh, on a regular here. And uh, that's the one thing we usually put, whatever symbol it is, that they, whatever sport they play, we try to put that behind it. But you see so much, and it's just so nice to see the seniors having a moment. Again, here, here's, the, here's the difference, Eugene. The difference is this senior class to last year's senior class, there are no pep rallies. And see, to some, they would say, well, that's, that's not a big deal. But I'm going to tell you this, it's a huge deal. It's not a big deal. You're right, it's a huge deal. They're not getting a lot of the bells and whistles that some of the seniors got last year. And for me, you know, they're not getting the pep rallies. They're not getting some of that walking through the hallway with their jerseys on or whatever it is that they do, their traditions. You know, I saw last night, by the way, uh, and we tweeted it out there that, that they're doing a traditional where they paint this rock and they put the seniors' numbers on it. I, I really, really have enjoyed the creativity of all of the athletic departments across the state of South Carolina and across the country because I think a lot of us are leaning on others in social media to, to help us get the word out. I remember what was it last year. There was a school in uh, Vermont that because there weren't any, any games, they took the entire spring sport athletes, the seniors, they took every one of their banners and they posted them downtown, wherever they were downtown. I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, I'm cool with you putting it on your fence in front of your schools or, or whatever, but if you embrace the city and the city embraces you, then put it out for the people in the city because not everybody's riding by your school. Put it down where they can see it, right? And, I, and even with these kids playing, I still like to see a lot of that. I'm, you know, we're down here in, in Somerville, and everybody said, well, how do you do it with Fort and, of course, Ashley Ridge and, of course, Somerville. Now, Somerville would be the home school of the town, right? There's no doubt. We know that. They deserve to be downtown Somerville. But then you've got Trolley Road. Left side could be the Fort. Right side could be Ashley Ridge. What about Pinewood? Well, Boot Hall Road or somewhere. There's a way that you can make that happen. And I felt like we could have possibly – being the community could have done a little bit more for those guys and girls. But you appreciate the signs in the yards by Somerville Signs. I thought they did a great job last year. And I hope that we've learned a lot. I hope we've maintained and we kept doing some of these things. Because, again, you need to keep an eye on these seniors. You know, I know my son graduates this year and a very different year for him and a lot of uh, athletes around. It's just a different deal. There's a lot of expectations that are put into these young athletes as well as students, right? They're student athletes, but it's not the same situation that it is year after year that you and I dealt with as, as high school students. Of course, me going off and playing college ball, something like this would have helped me out a lot more. You know, honestly, it would have made me a little more aware that, look, nobody's going to hold my hand. This isn't called homework. It's called schoolwork. And when I go to college, the professor is not even going to be there. He's going to lock the door and say, check your email. Your assignment's due in a week. And that's kind of what these kids had to learn early. So I think, I feel that that senior class of 2020, I think they're going to be great. I think they're going to come out, and I think they're going to be prepared a lot more further advanced than we ever knew. And I think they're just going to be, at the end of the day, I think they'll be in just uh, pretty good daggum shape. So it doesn't look like Eugene, our guy, he might have got caught up. I'm not sure there. Um, I'm not sure there, of course, if uh, he's able to join us. Of course, we were hoping to catch up with one of the Elite 11. That, of course, is uh, – 
I believe DQ Smith was supposed to join us here uh, from Spring Valley. He was one of the gentlemen that went to Atlanta and uh, got a top five finish, man. I tell you what, and there was a lot of guys there. We had one gentleman with us last uh, show, which was Monday. Uh, Ryan Berger was there. Ryan and I talked about it. He said he messed up on a step, and that's how close wins and losses come. But this is a young man also that's getting multiple offers every single day up there on the Grand Strand for the Seahawks. And Coach Mickey, of course, is uh, coaching him up, ready to rock and roll. So a lot happening here. Of course, uh, again, we will start to hit some of these baseball and softball. Like I mentioned, I talked to the West Ashley coach today. I'm going to be uh, watching a couple of their games. They'll be a little closer to the studio on Wednesday. I've uh, talked to Somerville's coach today. And, Eugene, maybe – Maybe we look, since we're doing Thursdays here in the next couple of weeks, because you've done a phenomenal job loading up the menu of athletes and coaches and mentors and all of that in between, that maybe here soon we start loading up our Thursday show. Our Thursday show with some of these seniors that are playing spring sports. I know these guys are and girls are eager to get in here with us, and that's, of course, anything from soccer to tennis to, well, you know, lacrosse. That's another sport that, you know, starting to really take off here in the low country. And, of course, you got baseball. You got uh, soccer and softball. So there's a lot of things I think we can continue this momentum of uh, getting our athletes recognized during their season. Yeah, we'll definitely make an effort to get the seniors in, especially because we know how fast it goes. I mean, they, they jump from regular season and it's bing, bang, boom. They're, you know, into the playoffs and schedules are tight. You know, they're trying to finish up their academics. You know, they're trying to make college decisions and all those things. And, and maybe, you know, uh, you know, reaching out, you know, DQ did mention to me that, you know, he's had some Zooms that kind of pop up, you know, when college coaches reach right. out and they offer a Zoom, you know, it, he's like, man, that, you know, that's kind of the big thing right now, you know, when somebody hits me up with the Zoom, you know, I got to go take it. That's, that's, that's my future. So possibly, you know, we'll check out with him and Coach Bacon as well and, you know, try to reschedule him. Um, but, you know, it, it does go by fast, especially, you know, these seniors that are, they're in the spring sports. You know, they've been training. They, they missed last year. They missed a bunch of the off-season stuff. They missed camps. They missed this. They missed that. Um, so, you know, we, we do want to, you know, offer that up, and we'll make a concerted effort to get some of these spring sports. You know, we'll try to get some of the seniors in as well. Find out, you know, you know where, where are you going and, and, and how you've been dealing with this. And also, too, you know, how the season's going. You know, what's that senior year like? You know, what are some of the positives that, that have come out of this that you've been able to grow from and learn from and, and take with you to the next level, wherever that may be. So we'll definitely make an effort to get some of these spring sports and uh, try to reach out to the seniors especially. Yeah, we definitely want to make sure that, of course, we, we, we give them their time. You know, we did this in football during the season. You know, we were able to create a show to where they were able to come in and, and jump in here with us. And we want to make sure that we give them – you know, that opportunity to, to, of course, do that. And, hey, who knows, man? I mean, if we can find a common ground, you know, maybe we can do a live broadcast at one of these games on a on a night like that. I, I have no problem with that because as of right now, you know, Wednesday night's pretty much open for us. You know, we're not doing a show on Wednesday because we want to leave it with the opportunity. What can we do to become more of the community? And not just here in Charleston. You know, hey, look, I'm not too proud to beg. I'll drive down the road. I'll head up to Myrtle Beach. I'll go over to Columbia. Uh, Greenville might be a haul. You know, we might have to find somebody in Greenville to do it for us. But we got Brandon Bisco bring up there in the Grand Strand. I mean, I'll put him to work. I'll let him call a game. Why not? Why not give these athletes that due? I don't know much about soccer, so I'm going to have to find somebody to walk me through it. Kind of like wrestling, man. All I see is I'm going this way and that way. But there's enough amazing individuals around our state that would love to be a part of our 
broadcast team to do some of those things. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to watching what we do. We feel, Eugene, and I say this with a humble heart, man, I feel like we have the best high school sports show here in the in the state of South Carolina. We don't just talk about stats because we believe that 99% of our listeners can read. All right? I believe you guys can read. And it's like when I go to church, I don't want my pastor to read to me. I want him to teach me, preach to me, let me know what's going on, let me know where I need to go. You know, and same thing goes here. You know, we, we want to bring in the athletes. So if you've never listened to this show until tonight, we welcome you to the family. But we encourage you to go back to some of our podcasts that were, of course, now recorded while we were live and listen to some of these athletes. I mean, we've got guys who, and girls that have come in here that want to go back to being a teacher, that are wanting to be engineers. You know, you're learning more about these kids than ever. You know, again, what, what do they do when they're not playing their sport? How do they maintain the grade point averages? That's another thing. You know, these student athletes are very impressive with grade point averages, over the 3.9 marks and things like that. That, to me, shows that these young athletes, men and women alone, can continue to make a huge impact. And the only thing I would like to stop, and I don't blame them. You know, you saw J.J. Jones, by the way, former Myrtle Beach Seahawk wide receiver, five-star dude in our book. We gave him five stars. But he – started yesterday at the University of North Carolina in their spring practice. Man, what a great, what a great thing. You know, we've got so many guys, Jalen Hyatt, former Dutch Fork, Kenny Solomon, former Sackacy Brave, now doing their thing over there with uh, Tennessee. And I know everybody's like, well, Tennessee's a dumpster fire. Well, that's all right. They're used to it by now, but I promise you, just hold on tight. They'll get it together. They're going to sling that rock around a lot. That's the one thing that Jalen Hyatt and of course, uh, Kenny Solomon, who plays defense and offense, he's a DB as well as a wide receiver. That's the thing, Eugene, because I thought about it. Would we see Jalen and would we see Kenny Solomon transfer to South Carolina with everything that went down? And it's because of uh, what Josh Heifel is a former – what didn't he win a Heisman quarterback? He's a slinger, man. That guy, he, he throws that thing around like he's handing out candy bars, doing his thing. And so they stuck around, and I and I applaud them for that, okay? True character and guts. You know, look at the carry-on joiner. That cat could have gone many places. He's loyal. He's about the cause. Former Fort Dorchester quarterback that put everybody on ice. I think Somerville, of course, uh, I think Somerville might have beaten him once, but may not have, may not have. I mean, this guy was winning everything that he was put together, and, I mean, he was one of those guys that, I mean, he looked like, Lamar Jackson in high school, man, he had more moves than than you, than you'd see Muhammad Ali in the ring, man. This dude was elusive. Hard to catch the guy. But uh, you know, he could have transferred. He could have went a couple of places, right? But he didn't. He stuck with it, even with Will Muschamp not giving him his due. I didn't think. Maybe I don't know. But I know this. I know that he stuck it out, and he's still going to be a gamecock. He's still coming back, and that's a selfless move. We need more selfless moves. Like that old part in the uh, Saturday Night Live skit, Will Ferrell, you need more cowbell. Well, I need, you know, you need more of these selfless acts around your jobs. You need them around, you know, your teams. That's the thing to me. You know, I, I, we tweeted out, a, and, I, and I need to go back and look and see who quoted it, but the coach that said, give me a reason not to pull you out. Like I told people, if, if you hear a coach, and, and, and look, if you're listening and you're, you work at a job and you're like, man, this guy – he plays favorites. That's pretty simple. He'd give you the answer. Just be his favorite. Who cares what you do? Do what you got to do. But get to the top. 
That being said, Eugene, I know we got a few uh, few minutes left here because I do believe and I hope we're going to be hearing from our, uh, of course, uh, 8 o'clock. Yes, that's going to be going back as the bus uh, is heading back to South Florence right now with the class of 22 coming up uh, at 8 o'clock and 825 as we're going to be hanging out with an offensive lineman, Mr. Quay Dickinson. Dixon, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And 825, it's Air Cooper. Big-time job there, middle linebacker. So we got the offense, the defense in the house. And so that is going to be an interesting conversation because those guys probably don't work out together with the being an offense and defense. So I can't wait. And I know, of course, uh, Coach Armstrong's going to be hyped up, sitting over there either drinking a bang or a monster energy drink. Probably none of those, by the way. But just waiting to hear what his uh, – they don't have any dogs. they got Bruins over there. Waiting to hear what his Bruins are saying. Yeah, we're definitely uh, loading the show up for those guys. Uh, they should be in here shortly. Uh, we do have uh, Quay coming up. He's a big 6'4", about 260 offensive lineman. Uh, I know he was excited when he got his graphic. And, uh, you know, uh, I want, you know, he also plays basketball. So he just finished up his basketball season, too. So he's a two-sport athlete. He may be more. We'll get to know that in just a few seconds. Yeah, no doubt, guys. Let's do a little break here. Let's uh, break up the – the craziness here on the show. Uh, we will go for the next three minutes. And, and this is a guy that I go to a lot of times as I'm getting ready for my day. People always say, man, where do you get this energy from, Rich, man? You jump in these radio shows and it seems like you don't skip a beat or even at your, your nine to five or there, man, you're always kind of doing your thing. And I say, man, look, there's always somebody that can push you, that can get you to where you need to go. And, and I always listen to motivating things. And for me, it's about staying true to myself. All right. Nobody knows you like you. But Eric Thomas, they, of course, on uh, social media, you guys know him as E.T. He comes in here a good bit and drops some knowledge. Uh, listen to this little one-two step by uh, E.T. about staying true, guys. We'll be right back. Top of hour three. Yep, right after this, guys. What do you got to do to separate yourself? What time is that? What time are they getting up? Good. So you need to be up at least by what? Seven. Am I better than the other motivational speakers? I don't know if I'm more talented than them. I just know I get up at 3 o'clock and put my videos out first. I just know I do five a day. So if you're actually better than me, nobody will know. I'm separating myself. I'm putting my stuff out on Sunday night in the shy, but in the world, it's Monday. So what are you doing to separate yourself? Two, three more. Talk to me. What are you doing? Wake up early. I love it. What are you doing? Accountability. Coach ain't got to tell you. Your mama ain't got to tell you. Your daddy ain't got to tell you. But that's what happened when you got an entitled spirit and you think you're there already, you don't hold yourself accountable. Just because a man is on top one day, it don't mean he's going to be on top forever. And just because you're not on top today don't mean you ain't going to be on top forever. Like, don't try to be something. You, like, don't listen to stuff on and try to be something you're not. All right? Don't be like a studio gangster. Right? For real, some of y'all, you come from good backgrounds. Like, embrace that. Some of y'all come from good homes, good parents. You got two parents at the crib. Or you got your mom and your dad both involved in your life. Your mom pray with you. And you get out the house trying to act like, you feel me? I, look, I, like I told you, I'm from the shot. You can look up my birth certificate. I went to school, too, in Detroit. You can look it up. I don't got to act like I'm hard. I don't got to act like I'm nothing, like I'm going to be who I am. I don't care how much money I got. I don't care how much fame I got. We are humans. Be who you are, bro. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, 
you come from the suburbs, you ain't got to claim like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you from the north side of Chicago, you ain't got to be you from the suburbs, you ain't got to be like, yo, I'm from, I'm from the west side. You ain't got to try to claim something you're not or be something you're not. Like, be comfortable in your own skin is what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's how I blew up. Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. Workouts. 
I was, I had this like barbell and I did all types of workouts on it. I'll do arm extensions. Uh, I did curls. I did push-ups. You know, I ran, probably ran around, ran around the block a couple times just to stay in shape, just to be ready for the workouts, so I could be, so I could be ready. And no doubt, man, he's ready tonight as he's joining us here on Southern Sports Central, Mr. Quay Dickens, as he joins us all the way from Flutown, Florence, South Carolina, on the board. And don't get it mistaken, it's South Florence here, doing it big here tonight at about 6'4", 255. So did you, did you have to kind of really honestly monitor a lot more than usual what you were putting in your body because you guys had to get creative with weights, you had to be creative with your workouts, and, you know, you didn't have – that normal go into the, the the Bruins gym and get better every day because you, it was close. You know, talk to me about your diet, man. What did you do to make sure that that 255 was lean and mean and, and ready to handle business in your junior season? Oh, man, I had to cut back on a lot, like a lot of stuff that I usually I had to cut back just so I can maintain my weight and stuff like that. Like, I'm a big chip, man. I had to cut back on that a lot. And my dad started buying a lot of fruits and vegetables and stuff like that because he already knew it was, my, it, was, it was my junior year, so things was going to get big for me. And it's going to be big next year, too. So we had to cut back on a lot, to be honest. Well, while he may like chips, he enjoys handing out pancakes during the season. He does it in style. We'll talk about that now. As uh, Quay, let's look at the season, man. You guys got back after it. Of course, they started the season a little bit later than normal. And for for guys my age in our 40s, man, that's when we actually played was after Labor Day. You didn't have that dirty word, the whip bowl, uh, you know, to talk about. That being said, let's ask you, did you kind of go into this year and knowing that, hey, look, man, every game is is a game of grace and, and, and glory because, God has shown us what he can take away if we don't appreciate it. Did you, Did you even though it was a different season, how much did you really put everything into every down, whether it was practice or a football game? Oh, yeah, I put in, put in a lot of work just because you never know when the season was going to end because COVID, you know, like anybody could have been out for a couple of weeks, maybe even the whole season. Our coaches was putting in our ear every day telling us that you never know when our last game going to be, so put you all out on the field every day every practice, every workout, all of that. So, you know, I just just focused on being better and just just doing everything I got to do, basically. Doing all that he has to do and doing it in style as it is Mr. Quay Dickens hanging out with us tonight all the way from South Florence. He is a two-sport athlete, maybe more. Is it just basketball and football, or are you you're dragging some folks on the uh, – <laughs> Over there, of course, at track and field. Anything else under your sleeves? Oh, no, I play. Uh, I play baseball too, but I didn't play this year. I played last year, but the season got cut short. Man, six four, two fifty five. You baseball guys, you hear me? That's Frank Thomas size guy. Okay, this guy here, he's hitting bombs. What positions you play in baseball? What positions do you play? I know you just took this year off, but. You got another year before you, you know, you graduate. You can still play your senior year. But what position in baseball do you play? I'll play first. Are you a lefty? No, I'm right-handed. Right-handed. All right, all right, all right. I got you. Great deal. All right, cool. So let me, when you start to kind of put things in perspective, you did basketball this year as well and football. Is that right? Yes, sir. 
when you went to football, the one cool thing I think about you, Quay, is that you already saw the hit in football where you guys were starting and stopping and, and, and didn't know if it was going to finish, but you knew you were in it. And then here comes basketball season. Boy, I tell you what, the most dangerous thing is to put all this craziness in a gym. We did that. We also crowned some champions. But you guys got a chance to play. How much uh, more aware were you because of what you had to deal with as an athlete? Did it prepare you to be what you needed to be on the basketball court this year? Um, I was kind of aware, but we, I just didn't know because at one point we was out for a long time, and I just didn't know we were going to have a season. But I wasn't really aware of it much. Right. Now, Quay, when you look at it, let's go back to the weight room because, again, that's where it starts in the classroom, it hits the weight room, and then at some point you'll get yourself into one of the battlefields. For you, it could be the football field, the basketball arena, or even on the baseball diamond. But for you, when you start talking about your, your strength conditioning, Coach, by the way, an amazing interview that he did earlier with us there was uh, Coach Armstrong. What's uh, Give me the insight, man. What's the one thing that he gives that you harder, you feel like than anybody else? What's that one thing that he kind of – corners you and make sure that you're getting the best that you can get out of the workout. Oh man, uh the way he pushes us, like the way he pushes us like pushes us to a different level, like pushes us like higher than what we are. Like not only him but Coach Marlowe too. That's I if I had to pick out of them two, which one would be like the loudest or the or the one to get us going all the time, it would be Coach Marlowe. He he always gonna be in your ear. He he gonna make you do it. That's for sure. Hey, that's a good thing. You want those guys in your corner because uh, again, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, man, it's the work you put in, in the uh, in the weight room right now that you're gonna be looking for sometime around October, November, when playoff time comes around, and the goal is to be playing the uh, or practicing the uh, the day of Thanksgiving. That's always everybody's. That's one of the best practices you'll ever have is practice on Thanksgiving. So tell us a little bit about uh, your football time, man. How long have you been playing varsity football, man? Did you grow up right there in Florence? Uh, give us a little background. Who is uh, Mr. Quay Dickens when it comes down to it, buddy? Well, I'm originally from North Carolina, Tarverse, a small little town. But I moved down here to South Carolina, uh, my second grade year, um, I didn't start playing football until, like, probably in Rickley. I played for 11 and 12. But at that time, I wasn't really focused on football, so I really didn't like it as much. But it more hit me my eighth grade year of middle school when I went to Southside. I played for, I played for Southside Falcons, Coach Timmons. And that's where I met Coach Ward, the O-line coach, well, one of the O-line coaches. Uh, ever since then, I just love football. I love being an O-lineman, stuff like that. And when I got to South Florence, I played one year of JV my freshman year, uh, and I played, I played left tackle at the time. But my sophomore year, I played left tackle on varsity for Coach Prince. And I'm a two-year varsity starter, and this year I recently just moved to right tackle. You've been hanging on the left side. Now you're on the right side, depending on uh, if it's a lefty 
All righty, brother. You're to be hanging out on the blind side there. Uh, we we look at the pancake emoji that you got there on your uh, Twitter account there, man. How many pancakes did you serve this year? Do you, do you know the count on it? Oh, I really don't know the count on it, but it, it was a it was a good bit. <laughs> a little bit more than others, I would say, man. You're a big fella, man. I, I, I can only imagine you walking down the hall, and, and this year's a lot different. And I just I, I pray to the big man above, man, that things get back to a new normal. I don't want to say what it used to be. I want it to be better than it used to be. But I want to see you guys walking in hallways with your with your letter jackets on and your jerseys, if that's what you do, or whatever your tradition is. I want to see that in, in the 21 to 22 era there as we get this season coming up because – for your good buddies that graduated this year, man, how hard was it for you to know as a junior, you're watching your guys play for the last time and, and playing in a very weird time. How much did you learn from your brothers above you, that, that, that graduating senior class that's getting ready to hand you over, uh, that royalty of being a senior and taking this team over? Oh, man, uh, I learned a lot. I learned uh, learned to take everything serious and don't take, don't take don't take away reps, don't take away downs, none of that. Like, cause, cause it was a hard season for them, and just like I say in basketball, it was a real hard season for them too, for all the seniors this year. And at one point, I was saying I felt bad for them because they really didn't get a whole season to get to express their talents or nothing like that. So I learned a lot right. with that. Now, of course, you do a great job on the uh, social media, man. We've been keeping an eye on you over there. Of course, you can follow this big man right here at Dickens Quay. That's at D-I-C-K-E-N-S-Q-U-A-Y. That's his handle over there on Twitter. Coaches, make sure you're following this cat because he's uh, an opportunity to go and make your program better at the next level. Now, that being said, have you got any interest in colleges? Have you been getting some conversations? And uh, talk to us a little bit about your future, man, after you graduate. All right, where are you looking to grow, and, and, and what major are you looking to get into? Well, uh, I haven't had any major colleges talk to me, but I know my coach has been talking to me about a couple colleges that been looking at me for for a while. And I plan on going to college for business and entrepreneurship. I want to be. I want to have my real estate. I want to have my own real estate investment business, like my granddad. Mm. Uh, stuff like that. Now, just a word of advice: any college that looks at you, my friend, is a big time college, right? You grow, you go where you can grow, you go where you can play. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. If you didn't learn anything else by this weird draft from last year, man, people were going in top rounds from UNC Charlotte, from Coastal, from you name it. HBCUs were getting shout outs, man. So wherever they're going to put the big man, that big six four, two fifty five on a football field. That's the best place you've ever heard of, man. That's your favorite college of all time. Just make sure they got your degree because at the end of the day, man, you need to know this, is that there will come a time, and I hate to have these conversations with you guys, but there's going to be a time where you're going to take that helmet, you're going to put it on a mantle, and you're always going to go back and look at it, and that's about what you'll do with it. But, But there will be a degree that you're going to get that you'll put one of them in your pocket, the other one on your wall, and you'll use it the rest of your life. So I cannot wait. Maybe they keep you home. I'd like to see you go to Coastal, man. Ain't nothing wrong with Coastal. And Coach Chadwell, man, he could use a big guy on the front line. They didn't have the biggest line, but I definitely think you would add a little size to it, man. Have you thought about staying close? I mean, what better way to 
go get a degree in a field, and you don't even have to leave far down the campus on 501 to get into real estate, man. The Grand Strand and the PD, man, that's that's a, that's a gold mine for a guy like you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've definitely been looking at Coastal because for when my sister goes there, so, you know, and the family also, they want me close to home too. So I've, I've most definitely been looking at Coastal Colleges. Well, I'd love to see you close to home, too, big guy, man. It makes it a little easier to get a hold of you. So let's talk a little bit about the season, man. Uh, What was the one time this year when you think back and you had that moment? Every year we kind of have these moments as athletes, and you can definitely reflect on this one. What's the moment on that football field that that you'll always remember about this junior season that made it so special? Uh, One moment. Um, Let me think. Oh, when we went to we went to go play Hartsville at Hartsville. When we I don't remember the I don't remember the exact score, but I know we didn't lose by that much. But coach was telling us we got to keep fighting no matter what because we just competed with one of the top teams in South Carolina. Well, not South Carolina, but in our region. And he was just telling us keep fighting, never give up, stuff like that, you know. And I feel like. It was a big moment because, like, like it was a big moment because he he just pushed us like the way he pushed us. You know, like for us to lose by a couple of points and for him to keep telling us to fight. That's I felt like that was a big thing to me. Man, friend, let me tell you something, man. The biggest test of a man in character is a loss, my friend. We all love you when you win, right? You get those articles and everybody's smiling, everybody's loving on you, man. It's just a great place to be. But when you're at the back of the wall, man, and it's just a tough place to be, the true you comes out, right? And you just heard your coach telling you guys, hey, man, look, sometimes you got to go a little deeper. you got to pull that onion back and you learn a lot. And, by the way, for those who don't know, in 4A football, this young man plays in, if not the toughest the toughest region in high school football possibly in the state. It's definitely the toughest one in 4A football, man, because you guys, you got Myrtle Beach, you got you guys, you got West Florence, I think Wilson, you got Hartsville. I can keep going. North Myrtle Beach, I think, in it, man. I mean, you guys, it's never a dull moment. Yeah. I like to say it's like the SEC, right? I mean, it's it's smash mouth football five, six, seven, eight weeks in a row, right? Yes, sir. But it makes you better. And I think that's the thing that you guys learn about. So you're going in now. It's your senior season, man. Have you set any goals up? Do you have three goals that you could let me know? What are three things that you want to achieve right now heading into this new season? Because as of now, it's your team, brother. What are your three goals you want to do before you graduate this time next year? Um. Well, the first goal is to, you know, pick up my first offer, you know. Uh, my second goal will probably be to actually graduate, walk across the stage. Uh, my third goal is probably probably having a winning season, probably going, you feel me, not you feel me, but far into the playoffs, you know, because most of the time it's like cut short for us. Right. Let's do this. Let's say we're going to win, not if, not maybe, but we're going to win a state champion. We speak things into existence on this show, big guy. You're going to graduate, man. You didn't yes, come sir. this far just to come this far. So that's, 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 that's blasphemy. We don't do that on here either. So you're going to graduate. 
You're going to get a ring. You're going to get a diploma. And then you're going to get to pick a school. You're going to get to pick where you want to go. And it may not be the Alabamas. It may not be the Oregons or Clemson. I don't know your favorite school. But I know this. I know that wherever you go, that the big man above is going to guide you, direct you, and, and put you where you need to be. Whatever it is, wherever you go, it'll be great. You're going to do great things. I hope you go to Coastal because that means you're right there in our backyard. We can keep an eye on you. We come cheer you on on the sidelines. But whatever it is, you're going to do great at it, big man. You're a great interview. You did great tonight. I appreciate your time. Make sure you thank your folks for allowing you to come in and your coaches. And uh, keep working out, man. That Coach Armstrong's got it going on over there, brother. You guys uh, got a lot going on. Final thing, new football field, phenomenal weight room. Expectations are there because the tool belt has been rolled out for the Bruins, man. How excited are you about this new football field? Oh, man, I'm really excited. Uh, when you first run into our ears, like, it was, it sounded great. Like, it was just amazing. Then actually seeing it, that was, that was amazing, too, to see how much the coaches invested in us and the trust that they have in us and all that. That was, that was just amazing. It was a good thing. Well, man, I'm going to tell you something, man. I grew up right there, and I don't know, uh, if you've heard our show before, I grew up on the Grand Strand. I went to Sacasti many moons ago, 1997, right? Possibly about the same time your folks might have went to school. We played South Florida, all right? We played Justin Watts, all right? Coach Watts was the football coach over there, all right? They all shared a stadium, if I'm not mistaken. You guys get something special. Y'all get your own thing. You got your own tradition. You get your own opportunity. And you guys, you guys get to be the foundation of what's getting ready to happen over there at South Florence, man. So I wish you... Nothing but the best. This is just the first interview. You're coming back. We're going to talk some more to you. And I'm going to connect you to some camps I want to see you at, I want to interview you at. And if there's anything at all we can do for you, like these same graphics, if you liked our graphics we made for you, I want you to reach out to us. We're here for you, big guy. This is all about you. That's why I put this thing together 12 years ago is for guys like you to get the opportunity to be heard, big man. Appreciate your time tonight. Appreciate you, too. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, buddy. Good luck. God bless. And we'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir. All right, guys. There you go. The big man, Eugene. Great job bringing that guy in there. Man, what a five-star dude. Look, coaches, where are you at? What are you looking for? What do you want? Let's get 6'4", 255 interviews like he's been doing it since the day he started walking, talking. He's a football player, so you know he's uh, handling business. He's learning his footwork and all his big things on the basketball court. He's got one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the state, pushing him, driving him. You heard that a thousand times. And tonight I thought he did a great job with an interview here with us on Southern Sports Central. So we do, of course, have another guest coming on, I believe, at about 7, excuse me, 825. So we'll, we'll break them up. Yep, we're going to break them up, Eugene. And we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Let's do a little Sunday's best here on Southern Sports Central, guys. More right after this. Don't go anywhere. It's a few more segments and only a few more minutes left of the greatest show Right here, Southern Sports Central.
fight the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance I just say whatever cause there is no way you're round it Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know to Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Back everybody is the final guest here tonight. The bus is still hanging out at South Florence. We're in Flowtown here tonight, giving them a lot of love on Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Allen alongside Eugene Benton. Follow us on Facebook, Southern Sports Central. We're doing it big on Twitter at SO Sports Central and hanging out on the gram. That's Southern Sports Central as well. And now, without further ado, bringing him in with the rock style. He is a big time middle linebacker right there from South Florence and Mr. Eric Cooper, class of twenty two. What's up, Mr. Cooper? How's life in uh, Florence hey, on a thir- Wednesday night? Good. Doing good. Talk to me. You got your season going. If I'm not mistaken, you're also a two-sport player, but it's wrestling, am I right, and football. Two sports uh, under your belt here this year, right? No, I play basketball and football. So you so you do basketball and football, huh? That's that, okay. So tell us a little about the. Uh, let, let's start with football first, there, Mister Cooper. When you look at things and, and you put everything in perspective, what, what do you like most uh, about this year? Very different year for you. A lot happening. Started later. A lot of different rules. A lot of stopping and going, man. What did you learn out of this weird season, man? That you guys had to get through during this junior season. I learned that. Uh... You don't know when you won't have football no more. That so you always have to try your hardest all the time. And yeah, and it was just like yeah, but my bad. You good? Um, the COVID had low key messed us up a little bit, and we working working out outside and stuff. That's pretty much it. 
Now, of course, uh, you know, Florence, uh, big-time football, big-time baseball, basketball. I mean, everything in, in, in that town is, is extremely big when it comes to athletics. Football, uh, in, in many eyes, uh, the leader of a lot of conversations for you. Uh, did you grow up there in South Florence? Did, we're, we're, tell me a little bit more about you as far as, you know, uh, your background. What land did you get right there on that campus? And uh, give us a little backstory of you, if you don't mind, uh, Eric. Um, I'm from Florida. Then I moved I moved to North Carolina when I was like twelve. Stayed there for like two to three years. Then I moved to Florence. Went to Southside my eighth grade year. That's how I came to South that's how I came to South Florence. Now, of course, uh, being a middle linebacker, man, that's a pretty big position. Uh, and a lot of colleges uh, eat, eat up guys about your size. So uh, check in a little bit. Uh, how tall are you? Give me your 40. And, uh, you know, kind of tell us some highlights about what makes you great at this position. I'm six foot. My 40 is a 4.9. And you said what makes me great about this position? Yeah, what what separates you as a middle linebacker? Why why should I offer you a scholarship other than a guy over at West Florence or Wilson or or somewhere else down the street, man? Why why you? What makes you the great big time middle linebacker that I've seen this highlight reels? Because I I train I don't just train on the football field like during school or something. I train by myself, so I work out when the days that I'm not at school working out. I work out by my own, and that's it. Now, of course, you working out. You working out on your own a little bit there. Give me some workout plans, man. Give me some things that you do that, at the end of the day, that separates you. That that you had to do to get better. Uh, the workout plan because your gym, if I'm not mistaken, was closed, right? So you didn't have a chance to go to your normal routine. What were you doing, working out by yourself to become better today than you were yesterday? I was outside in the backyard, in the backyard, and doing the ladder drill, working on my speed, working on conditioning, getting my wind right. Sometimes I'll go out on the track and run. But I just work on my feet work, getting my agility right, my cuts, my back pedaling, and stuff like that. Hanging out Hanging out right now with the big man on campus, South Florence is where we are right now with Eric Cooper, the class of 22. He's a middle linebacker there for the Bruins. Cannot wait to watch what this young man does here in his senior year, just a few months away. Uh, How excited are you to know that you guys, because you didn't have spring ball last year, and you know this, and I'll say this because I want you to kind of let it sink in and you tell the underclassmen this because it's now your team after uh, your senior class, of course, uh, will be graduating this year. Didn't have this last year, big man. So this is something that you guys can really honestly say that you knew what it's like not to have, but yet you get it again. How excited were you when you saw our commissioner in the high school league say, we will have spring ball for the football guys coming up here in a few months? Time to have fun. Have fun. Do what you like to do. Like, play, play ball. What's one of the things, Eric, when you guys uh, get it back on the field, get things back up and running, what are some of the spring goals that you have going into this uh, this spring, big guy? What are some of the things you want to achieve? Mm. During spring? 
Yeah, during the spring. Is there any type of – and I'll help you out a little bit because I don't want to catch you off guard by no means. But tell me, when you get into this year – because, again, remember, we didn't have spring ball last year. This wasn't even an opportunity. We were talking about trying not to eat all the Debbie cakes in the closet, right? You guys were trying to stay out of the the chip bag. If you were like your teammate you heard earlier, you want to do what you have to do to stay fit, right? Well, right now, you guys are working out in the weight room. You guys have a strength and conditioning coach that's putting you guys to work. I mean, he's working your butts off, literally doing what he has to do to make sure that you're ready for this big senior season. So going into this season, and, and again, the spring season, what are some of the things you would like to see you improve in during the spring so that you can carry the success that you're going to learn in the spring to your senior year where you guys are going to be putting on a lot of highlight reels? Um, during the spring, I would like to, like, play against other teams, compet- competitive play against other people, see where we at, and just practice more. The one thing I would like to do, and I said this to your teammate, the offensive lineman that just joined us there, of course, uh, Mr. Dickens, who was with us a minute ago, I'm going to get you the information because there's a camp here in Somerville where our studio is located, and I wanted you to come over here with our partners in the upstate. That's the Blitz. Uh, We did the junior-senior bowl together this past year. Uh, We're going to be broadcasting live at the one in Somerville on May 8th. Uh, you know, I'd like to see. Hopefully we can get you guys over here. But I think that's another thing. You know, I watched guys. You remember this guy, Chase Simmons, the kid from North Myrtle Beach, right? I mean, you guys, I believe, are in the same region, correct? Is yes, there? So when you watch a guy and you watch a lot of these guys going into these camps and doing things, were you able to go into some of these camps or, or did you camp at all during the uh, during the shutdown? Were you able to get out and about at all? No, they were closed. Some of the counts was closed I was trying to go to. Well, I tell you what we'll do. We're going to help you out a little bit, man. We're going to get you some dates. We're going to get you some uh, some opportunities, and we'll get it, of course, to your coaches because we'd love the opportunity. And like you said, to battle with some of your brothers there at South Florence is going to be massive, man, a chance for you to really check your speed, but then hopefully to catch out some of these camps. And some of these will be a little closer there to your hometown that we'll help you out with as well. Now, let's talk about academics because, again, and I said this, to every young man and woman that's come on this show. As myself, being a former college athlete, I understand that it is something we do while we're there to get an education. Have you started to think about that education? Have you started to think about where would you like to go to college and what would you like to major in as far as getting that degree? Yes, I I really don't know what college I want to go to, but I know what my major is. My major, I want to be an engineer. Man, there must be something in the water with this class of 22, Eugene, because I tell you, we continue to have – we're going to have a lot of engineers, man. There's going to be a lot of things happening here in a couple years, man. That's exciting. What about engineering? Why do you like engineering? Why do you want to go into this field? I just like fixing things, like just fixing things, being creative. Yeah, I like that. And getting paid, because engineers usually end up with money in their pocket, buddy. That's a good call, too. Look, it is what it is. They say money might not it, – it, it what is the uh, the rule of thumb here is uh, money might not buy happiness, but it sure pay for the trip there. Just keep that in mind as you get through your, your, your upcoming senior season, big guy. Of course, you're going to play the NFL. We, we already know that. We just ask what you're going to do after you retire. Of course, engineering is in the books there. So, you know, uh, you want to start looking, though, big guy. You want to start looking at some of, some of the schools that fit you. Again, go and, and you want to visit the town. And the one advice that I give all of our guys and girls that come in here – Think about this. 
because this was a guy that came on our show who did some camps and played in the NFL and also played in college, and he said this to us. He said, when you pick your college, think about this. Could you live there when you graduate? Could you, could you create your family there and be there for the long haul? Because this is a group that would know you because you went there to play college football, so they'll know you probably by first name and face. So that would be a place you might want to stay around because you'll have a little bit more of a favor if you would, right? So as you're picking these colleges, big man, start thinking about does it have my major? That's number one. Do not go to a college that doesn't offer what you want to do when you graduate. Number two, interview them like they interview you. Does it fit you? Does it have the, the ins and outs and the ups and downs and all arounds? I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to play football the whole time you're there. You're going to have to make sure that the environment there fits you as well. You can't come home every weekend unless you're coastal or, or somewhere close. But that being said, make sure you, you maybe we're going to challenge you to probably get us a list here in a couple of weeks, man. I want to get a top five from you, to be honest with you. Inbox is that and start thinking about that, man. Let's get a game plan together. And I know your coaches are working hard for you because we've had your coaches in here, but you want to have a plan. You know, you want a plan to be successful. So that being said, you know, definitely start looking at some of these schools. Again, there's so many great schools and don't be – don't be open eyes on the big boys. And when I say that, the power five, big guy, because, again, guys like, you know, you could go anywhere in the world, man, and be great at wherever you play. So I can't wait to see where God puts you coming into this year. Now, that being said, basketball season was a little different, right? You guys, uh, but you finished the season. How did uh, it go this year for you in basketball? Basketball, it was okay. We had a rough season. It was, it was decent. I mean, we're going to be better than that, sure. But you know what, man? At the end of the day, let me tell you something, man. You guys, in any way, shape, or form, you guys are all champions in my book. You guys were able to start the season, finish the season. Okay, you didn't get the numbers that you wanted with the wins and losses, but you got what? You got a season under your belt, which is a lot better than what the guys and girls played spring sports last year who didn't get a chance to do that. So, yeah, I get it. I understand it. But I think it's going to make you better together. Let me ask you that question. Coming into the football season, yeah, there was a lot of things happening, but the one thing that I thought that COVID did do, and that's a dirty word, so I apologize for using that language on here, but for me, I saw COVID bringing so many people together. You guys had to hold each other accountable, players holding players accountable, not going out and and hanging out with your buddies outside the quote-unquote unofficial bubble, right? How, How tight was this football team, and how tight was your basketball program because of the fact that you knew that if one guy got away, man, they could be bringing back a lot of bad news and some heartache in a short season. Yeah. It was just can – can you, like, repeat what you asked there? Like, the no, COVID yeah, part? How, how much did you feel – yeah, yeah, how much did you feel like COVID kept you guys probably a lot tighter than normal because of the fact that at the end of the day – you guys couldn't roam around town like you normally would and just kind of hang out because of the chance that if one person got, you know, sick or somebody caught, uh, you know, an opportunity to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, you guys would see your whole season end. Do you feel like COVID kind of kept you guys a lot tighter together and bonding together as brothers more than normal? Yeah, I do. I feel like it Tell us a little bit together. about some of the things that you guys did. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me a little bit about what, what did you guys do to hold each other accountable? I mean, did you guys kind of check in on each other? Did you guys leave practice and say, look, nobody go to our local hangout spot. Just go home and let come back tomorrow and let's get better. 
Yeah, we did that. We try to we try to keep each other close by. Try not to go out, have party and stuff like that. Cause we care about the season. So we try to stay out of that. Well, I tell you one thing, you did, big guy, and that to me is is an amazing conversation that you guys. I thought again across the great state of South Carolina, you guys really uh, did what you needed to do. You finished the season, whether you got a thousand wins or, or or not, it didn't matter to me. You you got a chance to put your your film together. Now, tell me a little bit about recruiting, man. Have you have you utilized social media to kind of help get your name out there? Are you sharing? Uh, a, a lot of your film, and, and what can we do? What can Southern Sports Central do to help get your name out there more if, if, and get these coaches to know that, hey, look, the real deal is hanging out in South Florence if you're looking for a middle linebacker? You could do that. I, I'd be texting coaches off of, like, emails and stuff, text them off of email. I'll send them my film, send my info. And sometimes they'll touch me that, sometimes they won't. Well, well, you trust me and believe me. And that's it. We're hanging out right now, wrapping it up here with a middle linebacker, the big man hanging out with us tonight and doing it in style on the defensive side of things over there at South Florence, and that's Mr. Eric Cooper, class of 22. He's a two-sport player. He plays, of course, on the basketball court, does his big thing on the football field and here tonight he's part of southern sports central's family and we will do everything we can now let me ask you this question earlier we had your strength and conditioning coach in here with us and that is coach armstrong what's something about coach armstrong that you'll always remember when it comes to pushing you to getting you better man is there like a slogan or or something he does that you guys all know oh, it's about to go down when he walks in the weight room it's just he pushes to that limit he pushes you exactly to that limit like you might not feel like you could do it, but he'll push you to make you do it. <laughs> and trust and believe me, man, that becomes what? Repetition. And that becomes your everyday life. And I'm going to tell you this, man, at 43, even in my in my nine-to-five job, brother, I go back to what I learned. Yeah, in college, yes. But, man, my strength conditioning coach to all my coaches in high school, even my teachers, they had that real deal when it came to building that foundation of how I – handle myself at a job, of how aggressive I am on my numbers. Man, I have to have a job. Matter of fact, I have to have a job where I can be competitive, right? I'm, a, I'm not a good loser, so I like to, to, to battle as much as I can because I like to win. It doesn't matter what it is. It can, be, it can be horseshoes and grenades or it can be football games or baseball games. To me, man, I want to be as competitive as I can. So tell me, what is it about you that makes you a competitor? What makes you – drive when it comes down to a Friday night, the lights are on, and nobody at South Florence is home because they're hanging out in this brand-new five-star stadium watching you ball out. What makes me competitive? I just try to I try to do my best, give it all I got. And I love it. That's all you got. I don't, I, don't, I don't like losing, so I just try to give it all I got and try to bring up the team. Let me ask you this, man, and we haven't asked. I don't know, Eugene, if we've asked a lot of players this. We've asked a lot of coaches this, and I've got an answer from my side, and I know a lot of those listening do, but do you hate do you hate to lose or do you like to win more? Which one is it? Do you hate to, to, to get that L? Do you, you, you fight like crazy not to finish in that column, or, or do you like to win more? Which one of it that pushes you the most? Uh, 
what pushes me. I like to win. Like I like to win. I don't. I don't really like losing. Yeah. But when you lose, it make you want to fight more. Good answer, buddy. I like that, Eugene. Hashtag that one. Put it on social media. Southern Sports Central hanging out at So Sports Central on Twitter. Of course, Facebook and Southern Sports Central and Instagram at Southern Sports Central. Tonight, we're wrapping it up here on the campus. The bus is getting ready to head back home, but not before we wrap it up here with Mr. Eric Cooper, class of 22, middle linebacker for the Bruins. He's a basketball stud and a five-star All-American football player up there. It's uh, Lawrence here, of course, tonight. Big-time family member of our show. Yeah, we greatly appreciate you, buddy. I will send you, Eugene and myself and a few of our others will send you, and I'm going to get you on our Friday morning show with Brandon Bisco being, of course, that's Sports Unlimited. I'm going to get you guys on there with him on our Friday show. That's uh, based out of Myrtle Beach uh, coming up here in the next couple of shows, man. But uh, anything you got, man, any questions, anything we can do, you got the number, you got the, the, the Twitter handle and the information, reach out to us, big guy, and just do what you keep doing. Trust in the Lord above, my friend, and watch and see where he places you, man. You're going to do great. doesn't matter where you land. That's his plan, man. You got it covered. I appreciate your time tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. There you go, guys. Quickly in, quickly out. Eugene, let's hang out. You and I, next 10 minutes, if you're calling in, want to hang out with us, you're listening for the first time, or you just want to give us a shout-out, come on in, and you can call in live for the next 10 minutes. You can do it by calling 1-323-784-9681. If you're a coach, you're a player, you're a fan, you're a mom and dad, doesn't matter. If you're just a dude down the street, come on in, hang out with us. 1-323-784-9681. That's the number to call us now. Let us know your thoughts, your opinions on uh, anything in the world of sports. Of course, again, uh, I do want to thank uh, the entire family at South Florence for the love you've given us in the last few days. Our graphics department, I feel like it's done you guys a lot of justice, but we're just trying to keep par with the standards that you guys have set and the coaches that you guys have put together and the strength conditioning coach that set the tone early. Why shouldn't Coach Sean Armstrong do that? That guy can pump you up, get you ready to rock and roll. He is the man with the plan in the weight room over at South Florence. Of course, we did. Uh, get word on uh, Mr. Smith. He is that Elite 11 Spring Valley quarterback. He had a track meet. Again, guys, a lot of moving, shaking, and baking as uh, things are getting rescheduled. We'll try to get Mr. D.Q. Smith in here with us next week. 8 o'clock it was, of course, uh, Mr. Of course, uh, Dickens. And that is Quay Dickens, class of 22 outside linebacker from South Florence. And his partner in crime there on the defensive side is Eric Cooper, class of 22 middle linebacker, also from the Bruins. Backyard of South Florence here as uh, the bus heading back now to the studio. And again, we want to thank South Florence. It was a South Florence night. How about that, Eugene? We uh, kind of gave them their own deal tonight. So it was kind of a uh, South Florence show from top to bottom. And again, I want to thank you and uh, Brandon Bisco Bank for kicking the show off on time at 6 o'clock. And uh, we got a lot going on, man. A lot of big news with the River Dogs that I'll get in with you on here later on. Uh, we're going to be doing some broadcasting live there. Uh, we're also uh, going to do some, uh, hopefully it looks like we're going to do, of course, some promotions with them. And uh, also another big announcement that could be released as early as tomorrow night right here on Southern Sports Central Twitter page, SO Sports Central, and Facebook Southern Sports Central. So you want to follow us, stalk us, check us, do whatever it is in social media world. But a great show tonight and a great job by you and all of our guys to make sure that it started on time and that it did what it did 
on a uh, Thursday, on Wednesday night. Yeah, and we don't want to uh, forget the ladies' bracket. There's some games going on, some games that are already final for tonight. Uh, Missouri State beats uh, Wright State 64-39. We got Indiana from the Big Ten. They beat Belmont, a uh, team out of uh, the Nashville area. Coming up at 9 o'clock, uh, should be a good one. We got uh, number three seed UCLA playing six seed Texas. Louisville, there are two seeds, already beat Northwestern. Arizona and BYU are pretty uh, neck and neck right now, 45-43. They're about three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And uh, Texas A&M from the SEC, they are currently losing to former Big 12 rival Iowa State, 66-59. That one's also in the fourth quarter, four minutes to go. So the ladies are balling. You know, South Carolina won last night. Um, I was a bit surprised by that one. You know, it was very close early. And then right before halftime, South Carolina kind of broke it open. They jumped out to about a 12-point lead. Uh, they were playing some great defense. But when I looked at the final score, because uh, I fell asleep, actually, and, and you know, it was just a long day, I looked at the score this morning. And for some reason, you know, when I when I hit that bed, I thought South Carolina was going to score about 80, 90 points. And it came out to be about 60. And I was uh, surprised. I don't know if Don Staley called off the dogs or what to save some legs, but um, and I did see that the ladies took a tour, a boat tour in uh, San Antonio today, or or and uh, that was pretty cool. But you know the the Lady Gamecocks are dancing. You know they got that revenge in mind. You know last year everybody thought they were shooing to win win the national title. So uh, the Gamecocks and uh, Don Staley are still dancing, and uh, we got a couple more teams from the SEC, a couple in the ACC still in the tournament. But uh, we don't want to forget the ladies because they're still balling. They're a couple games on right now. And one more big one coming up at 9 p.m. tonight. Yeah, man, the Lady Gamecocks, John Staley, she is one of the best in the business, man. So excited to have her part of our state and uh, representing uh, our school, and of course, my school, your school, uh, the Gamecocks, but just in general, being part of uh, our, our great South Carolina sports programs and, and the college level, uh, just doing great things. Now, an update here just a minute ago. Thanks to our buddies down there in the southern part of the low country at locosports.com. Uh, update, James Island scores uh, in the seventh in a walk-off fashion with a two-to-one win over Beaufort, and uh, the series now is split. The Eagles look like uh, legit contenders is what uh, the guys down there at Loco Sports are saying down there in uh, Region 7, 4A. And, again, you, you're going to see a lot of great baseball. My Braves, my Sockety Braves are killing it, man. Uh, they beat St. James, by the way, uh, in walk-off fashion. And for you guys who aren't familiar, St. James is one of those new schools that popped up after I left right down the road from uh, Sockety. So a lot of chatter back and forth, uh, a lot of things happening. But uh, Sockety rolling. I don't think they've lost the game yet. They won a preseason tournament after beating a very good 4A team out of North Myrtle Beach. Uh, so, again, high school baseball – Big here, high school softball. It was Somerville setting the tone up there. Coach Tucker uh, leading the ladies there. And, uh, again, great great program over there. I know Oceanside, by the way, they've got some great things happening. How about this? First time Oceanside's got a track team. These guys are doing some things, man, I tell you. That's what you'll want to hear, and that's what you're going to hear on Southern Sports Central. Yeah, we'll talk high school and college. We'll dibble-dabble in pros. You know, I'm all about keeping you up to date on anything that happens in the in the NBA. I know you're not a big LeBron fan, but, uh, you know, uh, of course, he went down with an injury. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, you know, by the way, he purchased a pretty good deal uh, about a week ago, uh, I believe. But, uh, you know, you say what you will about LeBron, but what LeBron does off the court, man, it's incredible, man. He pours into so many communities. 
I watch him open things and do things. Yeah, he, you know, I, I get it, man. He didn't get his moment. He didn't get his time to shine with the whole hat trick there because he went straight from high school to the NBA and um, kind of did his thing, right? And I get it. I understand it. But at the end of the day, man, you know, for guys like him, LeBron, who you don't hear a lot of noise, negative noise on him in, in, in social media, right? You don't hear a lot of things that you hear in other athletes. So for that, I tip my cap to LeBron and wish him a speedy recovery because he's good for the game. He's good for the sport. He's good for sports in general, and he's great for any and every community that he seems to cross over, whether it be living, crossing over in an airport or whatever, man. This guy pours back in, and for me, man, that's that's big. And, and I can't say enough about we need more of that in, in, in our world of sports as well, Eugene. Yeah, I totally agree, man, because it's such a – an amazing platform that sports provides. You know, we covered even uh, the youth league this year, all the way up through high school and, and some college guys that we know that we stay in touch. You know, because in, next week we're actually going to have three former college uh, players that actually, you know, just kind of worked its way out where uh, they're doing big things. Uh, they're former Gamecock players. We got a, a trainer coming in, former Gamecock tight end, that's coaching some receivers and doing some big things. We got a quarterback, former quarterback, who uh, transitioned to wide receiver. Who's coaching uh, high school and developing some uh, quarterbacks throughout the state, and we also have a former Gamecock player who's now in the coaching ranks. Who's uh, coaching varsity uh, as an assistant coach for Joe Call. He's now uh, the newly minted head JV coach, so he's getting his first, uh, uh, you know, cut at being a head coach at, at the next at, at the high school level this coming fall. So we'll uh, have those guys on next week as well. We got some more head coaches coming in. We got some more ballers coming in. And if you've seen the graphics and some of the things that we tweeted out, uh, you know, we, we spent the night tonight on South, uh, South Florence's campus. We, you know, we've been on West Florence's campus, and, and we talked to them and those coaches and some athletes as well, talked about their new facilities. But, you know, there is someone that if you've ever – if you've seen the graphics put out by the Florence School, South Florence and West Florence, uh, there is a wonderful, super talented former soccer player who went on to play uh, Division One soccer, got her degree in graphic arts. She's been putting out some graphics. Uh, Miss Tay, Miss Tay is going to be joining us in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, wow, I mean, some of her stuff. We we try to put out graphics. We've kind of gotten into that as well. Uh, but she does a phenomenal job, and we're going to have her in to discuss, you know, what goes into that, and uh, you know how she got into it, and, and the study and her curriculum there in college, and. Her product on the field because right now she's putting out some very, very, very high-end uh, graphics to support athletes from all sports there. And uh, we're super excited right. about where we're going. Again, tomorrow night we'll, we'll be at a, a big-time meeting. Uh, we may put out something afterwards. It may be Friday morning, um, but we're going to make a big announcement for uh, one of the things that we'll be doing this fall, something we're really excited about, uh, a new adventure, so to speak. And, um you know, we're really excited about it, so uh, stay tuned to that. Uh, again, maybe tomorrow night, maybe Friday morning. We just got to make sure all the pieces in place and get all the uh, T's crossed and I's dotted uh, tomorrow night after the meeting. And uh, we're really excited about where we're growing because, uh, you know, we're going to take this thing bigger. The bigger we grow, the bigger platform we have to expose all the athletes in South Carolina and, and, and beyond. We're not just focused on South Carolina, but that is where we, we call home. And uh, we want to, you know, extend that platform out. Like you said, we want to get to these camps, we get these exposure, get these interviews in, and let people know who these athletes are, get to know them off the field. I mean, any college coach, any recruiter, 
can click on the Huddle account. They can click on your film. But to come on the show with us, spend some time, you know, answer some questions, talk about who you are, that really gets to know. That kind of gives these, uh, you know, people who are looking at you kind of, you know, the, the ins and outs of who you are. And just real quick, I, you know, I saw some DMs from a college recruiter to a kid that I trained, you know, and, and he had already seen the film. Not one question last night was asked about football. It was, tell me about your family life. Send me a screenshot of your transcript. What did you score on the ACT? You know, what are you looking for in a college? Not one question was about football. And that was coming from the Naval Academy. And the young man, you know, responded to all those questions and asked me what I thought. And I said, you handled it really well. And he's like, wow, there was nothing about football. I said, you know, if he wants to know about football, he's going to call you head coach. He's going to look at your film. They want to get to know who you are, and that's what we do here. We want to get to know who you are so we can, you know, train you up for that interview process and also put some things out so that anybody that clicks on it will kind of get to know who you are as well. So when they get make that call, they kind of already know a little bit about your background. So, again, that's what we'll continue doing. We're going to branch out some more and cover some of these spring sports coming up. And, uh, you know, it's going to be great, man. Looking forward to tomorrow, looking forward to the future and what we're building here. No doubt there. Update, by the way, Brandon Dunn, our big guy up there on the Grand Strand, works uh, on the uh, TV world up on the Grand Strand, uh, updating us on Coastal Carolina and Pepperdine. They're in the actual CBI tournament, uh, the championship, by the way, but they are not handling it well. They're down 40 to 22. Uh, the Tens have hosts uh, of work to do in the final 20 there, as he says uh, on the broadcast. Hayden Hurst, by the way, former uh, guy that we're, we're going we're gonna to hear from him as well in the next few months, uh, maybe in the next few weeks. We'll see how that works out. But, again, I want to thank everybody for all that you continue to do to support a dream uh, that I saw many, many, many years before this thing even kicked off. But thanks to so many great people that have come across my life that have helped me in many chapters of this show called Southern Sports Central because uh, Eugene is right on his year. We'll be celebrating that next week, by the way. So stay tuned to that party. That'll be a big one. Between us, from all of us to all of you guys, God bless you. Take care of yourself. Let's do things the right way. Let's be better tomorrow than we were today. And I want to thank the guests. I want to thank Eugene. I want to thank, of course, Brandon Bisco-Bing, who will be live Friday morning right here from 7 to 10. Guys, a little daylight soul to send us out on our way. We wish you the best, guys. Take care. And until next time, God bless.